Myself, um, I wore the mix of the Black Bay 58 and the Rolex Explorer that I have on right now. Um, on the wrist, on the feet, I'm not going to lie, my Beat Force 1s and my Ultra Boost 19s. That is what I wore. Can't go wrong. Rotating. Yeah, rotating through through the week. Uh, I am deemed an essential worker uh, by the government, so it's not like I've been stuck in the house. He's uh, clothing the children, March. people. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's doing the good public service. Good public service of uh, making clothes, making sure it goes out to all you guys that, that cook. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you can cook. <laughs> we make sure you can. Uh, Darius, what was on your wrist? On the wrist today... Um... Half, or today it was half Explorer, half Submariner, um, but generally it's Submariner throughout the week. And on the feet, same old man, just Gats, Margiela Replica Gats. Real Margiela's, people just get it confused. (laughs) Darius can go on about this forever. (laughs) I've never seen anybody be so passionate about how Balenciaga has apparently just fucked up the brand. He did, man. Moving the direction of uh, moving the uh, manufacturer, right? <laughs> yeah, giving themselves an L. Race, Mikey. Um, how about you? You know me. I'm the I'm the almost zero watch guy. I got like one or two. Uh, I I wore the G Shock. I didn't wear it every day. Uh, the G Shock GA twenty one hundred. Still no metal conversion, but I will get to that. I promise. I was going to ask you that. I, I am going to do it very soon. I just uh you know I just built a PC this week and stuff, so it was just. You know, not the right time to add another ninety dollars <laughs> into the exorbitant amount of money that I spent. <laughs> um, and uh, but I do have an Apple Watch on the way. Funnily enough, uh, I had enough money for that purchase apparently. But <laughs> but I bought an Apple Watch, um, and that should be coming soon. I don't know. Costco has not sent me tracking on that. Uh, but on the on the feet, man. You you can you know what I wore on the feet. You know what I wore on the feet. Did I? You know what it is. It's the same thing all the time. It's it's one of two things. Ninety fives. You already know. Tim's. <laughs> the Tim's. <laughs> the the, the, the docks. The, the docks with the AM ninety five. The SpongeBob Tim's. Nice. Yeah, those are the ones Ooh. for me. Those were rough. Yeah, those are great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, not too much going on with me on the feet. But I did wear the docks. Oh, I had to wear the docks today. The weather outside is yeah insane. So in Alberta, I gotta ask you, Raj. In Alberta, how has the snow been? Because my brother used to live in uh, Calgary, yeah. so I have a sense of what your weather is like. Um, you know what? Knock on wood, it wasn't as bad. I feel like everyone from Calgary says this, but it wasn't as bad this year as it was the last. Um, <laughs> you're jinxing it. That. Oh, yeah, be real I a lot of. Sorry, a lot less snowfall this year than previous. Um, we've kind of just gone into cold weather right now, like this specific week, um, like minus 15 and above. Not too much snow, just really chilly. And, I mean, you, you, you kind of adapt, right? Like, you got a pair of Tims, but if there's no snow on the ground. doesn't mean you can't still wear heat. That's true. You know what Darius wears in the snow? Why don't you, why don't you tell him, Darius? One, oh one, of your, one of your many shoes that you wear. I mean, every everything's a snowshoe. You try harder. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right, but like the designated winter boot has been Chicago ones for a few Ooh. years now. Ooh. They're leather. They're high tops. You know what? I saw Just someone turn mochas into a winter shoe. So it's it's up there. <laughs> Doable. 
I, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't do the mochas because you got that little the new buck material, but Ooh. the Chicago is all leather, right? Like, just condition it. He also wears the Damn. speed trainers out there. I do wear the speeds out there. <laughs> crazy. That's, that's actually, a wild one. That's crazy. You know what? I actually don't wear my B23s in the snow because the salt, like, yellows plastic really fast. Like, that accelerates to wear a lot. You know what, though? If, I don't do that. If you play this the right way and wear them in the salt, you can just tell people that Daniel Arsham gave them to you. Oh, that's true. I should Ooh, do that. Oh, there you go. You just be like, oh, yeah, he gave them collection. to me. I, it was a personal family and friend gift that he didn't yeah, that's where they're about. That's where they're beat because, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's a gift from, from Daniel Arsham. No big deal. Anyhow, uh, just to get into it a little bit. Uh, Raj, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you first got into sneakers? Uh, well, I was probably 14, 15. I was just always into kind of fashion streetwear. It really kind of started for me. I got my first pair of Air Force Ones as a kid, all black Air Force Ones, funnily enough. Um, but I moved. So actually, we'll, we'll take two steps back. I moved to Canada in 2008 uh, from the UK. Oh, so okay. I used to go to school back there. I had a full school uniform, uh, blazer, pants, tie, the whole works. The only thing that we tried to get away with then was wearing sneakers as part of that uniform, and they just had to be black. So for me, it was all black Air Forces, which transitioned into all black Air Maxes, into Air Max 95s, and then just kind of skyrocketed into everything I'm into now. And, you know, from that background, didn't watch NBA, didn't relate to Jordan as kids in North America do to these shoes now. So I didn't have that kind of tie to those wasn't until I came here, kind of, I think the first pair of Jordan 1s I bought were Shattered Backboards. Well, I was the just ones. the original 1.0s, yeah. Um, Man, when, when they were like $400, <laughs> way back when. Way back when. And now it's a case of just, I fell in love with the silhouette and just obviously the, the color wheel, the silhouette, the possibilities you had. And it was just, from there, it just kind of fell into, okay, what artists do I like? What shoe do they have now? Kanye came out with the Nike Yeezys and it just, everything fell into place, man, to where I am now of just being interested in the culture. Oh. I got to ask too, what's the gems of the collection? Ooh. Top, top five sneakers in the collection. Top five. If you're, if you're, top if you're five, no order or and word? We're, no, no order. If all your sneakers were about to catch fire, you had to pick five to grab. <laughs> Okay. What do you do? Number one at the top is going to be a sneaker I got last year for my birthday, and it was custom made by my girlfriend. Um, oh. It's an all white Air Force One with Kid Sea Ghost and Takashi Murakami um, custom kind of painted designs all over it. Right. For me, number one, just sentimental value. Um, number two, Louis Vuitton Jaspers, the oldest shoe in the collection, and probably won't get worn until my wedding day. Uh, number three, Sean oh, Witherspoon, really Sean Witherspoon 97s, because it was the only livestock raffle yeah. win that I got for a <laughs> very, very, very long time. But those hold value. Hell yeah. Okay, number three, uh, number four, Mars Yards, because I took those on vacation with me and those survived a beach outing. 1.0? Uh, no, the 2.0s, 2.0s. 2.0. 2.0 Mars Yards. And then last but not least, I got to say the Red Octobers. Uh, that was the first pair that I paid resale for that just kind of 
I fell in love with it after seeing those. Very nice. Very good. Great collection. I, uh, I was wondering, everybody, um, mm-hmm. if you could only wear one Jordan for the, for the rest of your life, what would it be? I know it already. Are we, are we going silhouette or colorway? Or both? S- silhouette. Specific colorway. Silhouette, silhouette, silhouette. Specific colorway. Speci- okay, all right, fine. So we can do... Yeah. Specific I, I got colorway. it. I okay, got it. I'd have the same one. That's fine. S- okay. sil- silhouette is... Okay, silhouette and then silhouette plus colorway. All right, all right. I got this. Yep. Go ahead. Darius, you want to go first? Uh, Chicago one. Chicago. Agos. Agos. Okay, Raj? Union Black Toes. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, nice. Damn. Okay, Mikey. Um, the silhouette is Jordan 4, but the silhouette plus colorway is also a Jordan 4. It's the Jordan 4 bread. Ah, okay. 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 So mine's mine's not a a, a one, actually. It's also oh. a Jordan 4. It's white cement Jordan 4s. Ooh. Oh, I love I love that shoe. Man, I see, never. You guys had three good picks. Now I've got the hype beast pick out of all of them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You know why? Because Jordan ones are business casual now. True. We don't make yes. the rules. We follow them. That's yeah. true. That's it. So Jordan ones are business casual. That's fine. We're good. They're not good. It's it's actually crazy. I don't know if you guys saw, but um, the inauguration last week. Believe it or not, there's a new president of the United States. I don't know if you guys heard mm-hmm. about it. About it. Uh, I mean, the, <laughs> but there were so many people at the inauguration wearing Jordan ones. Somebody was wearing a pair of Dior's. Uh, yep. I, I don't yeah. know what the other one was. You you know, that Raj. Uh, it was a pair of Sisterhood mids. There's a pair of court purple ones. Like it's it's crazy. Like it's, it is it's very business much casual. business casual. Yeah, it is. It is. But you know something about that white cement. <laughs> the Dior, the Dior ones. I'm so sad they didn't take the opportunity to call it the Diordan. Like, come on. It's so easy. Diordan. <laughs> I didn't even they, think about it. They got to save it for the second colorway. Oh, there you go. They come what, out the Chicago's. What, what shoe was better, in your guys' opinion? That uh, the Dior one, or was it the, was it like, I can't remember. It was like the Jordan one, the turbo, the, the gray one. Zoom? Yeah, the, zo- the, the not the turbo, the Zoom that came out shortly after the Dior. If you... Oh. If you had to choose between one of those two, resale value aside, which one are you taking? I, I think I'd still pick the, the Dior one. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I think even I'll if you took Dior. all the Dior like branding off the shoe, I think just colorways, everything just yeah. regarding that stuff. Oh, no, 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 no. The, the, the Dior branding has to be a part of the shoe in this, in this situation. Totally, because yeah, I would still, actually go still, with the yeah. other shoe. Really? really? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Why? Cause man, I can't wear Dior Jordan ones. <laughs> like, I like no, 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 I can wear them. I can wear them. I can obviously wear them. I'm just saying, with like, your, with your zig, ziggy zaggies, I, with my ziggy zaggies. Yeah, but I, but <laughs> <laughs> just so you, just so you know, Raj, uh, ziggy zaggies are the uh, term that I guess I coined, or no, sorry, Darius coined uh, for the Isimayaki pleats. Oh, so, wow. ziggy zaggies, Raj. They're ziggy zaggies. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess I can wear them with my ziggy zaggies, but. Uh, the problem with having a Dior Jordan 1 is like, okay, I wear them with my Ziggy Zaggies. What else am I wearing them for? 
Like, where Everything am I going? Else. Where am I going in this shoe? Like, am I going to the grocery go- store? No, I'm Any, not. Anywhere at all. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah, you are. I think it's too much. It's too much for the grocery store. It has Why nothing it to do with, much? like, not wearing your shoes or, like, preserving shoes. Because like, If fuck you that, think of shoes. it as just a Jordan 1, and you kind of take that Arsham mindset that he did to his, where it's just a Jordan 1 shoe. It's worn with everything that he wears. You're going to go to the grocery store. You're going to go out to the park. You're going to go out to the store. Whatever it is, it's just another shoe. Yeah, you, you leave it at the door, the you, you put them on, you take them off when you come back in. No, for sure. But, like, the, the thing is, I wouldn't have a problem doing it with, like, another really expensive-ass Jordan 1. Like, if you gave me, like, the Colette Jordan 1, I would wear it every day. Like, I'd wear that shit all. I'd run it into the ground. But there's, like, I don't know. The Dior is just, like, too much, like, aesthetically for me to be, like, okay, I can wear this shoe, like, every day. I can wear it. Like, I can put it in my rotation. Like, this is going to work for me. I think I could. If you're a bare bones guy, like gray t-shirt, white t-shirt, and then the bottoms you just have like I don't know, like chinos, like in that khaki color. Yeah, I think you could rock. Even it. if you had a you pair of the lows. If if you got the uh, was it Allstate or State Farm look, I think you could still rock the <laughs> you could still Bro, rock the Dior one. If my insurance broker was wearing Dior ones, I would not buy insurance from that guy. <laughs> he makes too much money. <laughs> but i get what you know what i understand what mikey's saying because dior the dior ones have a little bit more branding to it a little bit more like aesthetic hit to it it'll be in my mind the parallel is like i could wear like, i wouldn't want to wear say like easy solars every day because they're a little bit too designed that's but there's that's more true. there's yeah. more to it than just like being an expensive shoe or or a, or a hip shoe you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, I, I, I get it. it. It's it's the more branding, more like design aspect to it, rather than it just being an expensive. It's, shoe. Yeah, it's 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 the art surrounding that shoe, right? Like even if you look at yeah. the oh, off white Jordan ones, like the detailing on those, or I, I guess in my own opinion, I haven't seen anything up to that detail since the Nike Yeezys. Those Nike Yeezy twos are some of the most detailed sneakers I've ever seen. Down to the subtleties underneath, you know, the tongue strap, underneath the um, the insole. Like, there's so many little things that you just don't see on sneakers anymore. Yeah. No, for sure. I am... Um, it's funny that you bring up the uh, off-white because when I think of that Jordan 1, mm-hmm. um, I guess something that I actually kind of liked in the Volt release, which I know, you know, people aren't too fond of the shoe, was that it had, like, that foam tongue uh to it with the with like the exposed foam like i I like that um yeah why do you think that shoe bricked colorway colorway and if that upper was not a highlighter yellow and it was the exact same yellow tone as the uh as the bottom of the shoe that shoe would be two three hundred dollars right now easily in all sizes it's Mm. purely because of that just kind of mismatched color because it's got the black toe look everyone wanted a yellow black toe, just kind of with that color blocking, you can't really go wrong. If it was the same color on both sides, and the the tag on the tongue at least was actually the right way, it it can be a foam tongue. But as long as the Nike Air is on the front side, I think it would have easily held resale value. That makes sense. It's it's the little details like that that just kind of caught people off guard. It, good job to Nike for trying something different, especially on a Jordan One, but. Just, I don't know. It would have held much, much easier if the Nike tag was on the front and just the same color on both sides. 
that you know what that is some pretty good dissection of the uh <laughs> of that shoe of the design Cause, yeah because even if you look at kind of you know the fact that it's got that similar off-white style to both of those like flaps at the top being unattached and unstitched right like those are subtle details that you don't see on jordan ones nowadays so it's I think the biohacks had that too, where you could kind of just see behind the wings wings logo. Yeah. So it's it's nice to have that, but man, just get the color right. I hear you on that. I think it would have looked better if uh if that it wasn't like that volt yellow. But I I do mm. think it's like a good summer shoe. I feel like it'll it'll warm up a little bit during the summer. Like I feel like people will actually want it. Maybe only GS pairs, but um, you know what? Even even good sizes in men's pairs will do well. In, yeah. in, in, in summer, in summer, like you said. Yeah. Once it gets warmer out, that same thing. Anybody that's holding fire reds, keep holding. I'm telling you. I'm, just wait till it gets <laughs> warm outside. Wait till it gets warm outside. Um, speaking of... I can't do... Oh, no, go ahead. On, go I, ahead. Before we end up, I, I, I can't do Jordan 1s with shorts or like Jordan 4s with shorts. Oh, yo, I'm not cool enough for that. It, I like, <laughs> I, I guess I, I just don't have that swagger, but like for me from, from like one to 12, 13, right. It has to be with like trousers, like pants. I cannot do it with, 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 with shorts and like high socks. You can't do like a Jordan four with shorts, a Jordan three. Maybe my ankles are just fucking ugly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it's Roger, easier to get away with it with a Jordan 4 versus a Jordan 1, um, especially a Jordan 1 high. But man, I, then again, like I'm saying that, but I also have not worn those shoes with shorts. What shoe? The Jordan Eight? 1 or the, or the Jordan 4? Either. Either with, really? with shorts. I yeah. wear Jordan 4s with shorts all the time. Am I the odd man out on these Jordan 4 trend with shorts? <laughs> I, again. With shorts. First, first the 11 lows, now they're Jordans in shorts. Yeah, Different. these are you know your, what? Your style decisions. Look, okay, Raj, tell me tell me <laughs> if I'm off on this, okay? I All right, here all we go. Right, here we right. go. So, about 4 or 5 podcasts ago, um we were talking about the Jubilees. The Jubilees had just mm-hmm. dropped. And I basically said I don't think we really need patent leather shoes anymore. I think it's just like kind of getting played out, and I think that Nike should stop releasing a Jordan 11 every single year. And what I also said on top of that <laughs> was that the Jordan 11 lows are better than the Jordan 11 highs. And Ooh. I stand by that. And am I crazy for thinking that? Like, it's a much more wearable shoe. All right. Let's just let, let's dissect that. First of all, <laughs> why should there only be so why shouldn't there be any 11s? Every year. Every year. Because cause the, the magic around. OK, do you remember when Concords first dropped? Do you remember what that was like? Do you remember just like seeing videos of people like going absolutely nuts for this shoe? Like that was the shoe really that completely changed the way that Nike did first come first serve forever. Yeah. Like it it was, it was a lot more tame after that. Um, But like, just remember how like special, like the Jordan 11 was. And now it's just like, they, you know, they're, they're, they keep on giving us like these diet space jams. Um, I think Diet Darius said something along those lines. And, <laughs> that was my term, yeah. Diet Space Jams. Um, but they keep giving us these Diet Space Jams. And, like, if the Space Jam drops next year, or I don't think it is. I, I'm pretty sure there's, a, there's some other Diet Space Jam that's dropping, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, Jeez. like, I don't know. If the, space, if the Space Jam were to drop this year, 
I wouldn't care anymore. Like, I just, like, I wouldn't care because I've seen a Jordan 11 every single year. I'm getting, like, you know what I mean? Like, they oversaturated the shoe. That's, that it's, shoe it's really how I feel about Jordan well, 1s though. as well. That shoe will still do well. There's still the nostalgic value to it, right? Like, I think to your point of that excitement about Jordan 11s, that's why Nike won't stop release, releasing them. Everyone to them is going to want to have that feeling, you know, like they did when the Concords first released. They're not going to have a shoe that's going to create that level of kind of controversy and that hype that it used to, but they still want to give people the opportunity to get those shoes they want. To be totally Which, fair, are they not doing that with Jordan 1s, though? Is that not yes the new Jordan no. 11? Yes and no. Like, I mean, my manufacturing levels on Jordan 1s are so much lower, right? So they're still trying to keep them relatively hyped. Especially, but would, would you know. not say that the Jordan One hype is similar to what that Jordan Eleven hype was like back at, like you know, what I mean, back around? I Concord, think the Jordan Eleven hype was bigger then. The Jordan One hype is obviously much bigger now. Relative to the time period, yeah. Relative to yeah, relative. To the I time I would actually agree with that. That's that's a good point. Yeah. To your point about patent leather shoes, I do one hundred percent agree about that. That is an outdated style of just basketball shoe in my opinion this doesn't need to be a thing anymore they don't I, uh, very 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 few of them look I, good i concur i sold those uh jordan one black metallic golds it took me two and a half months i think <laughs> to get rid yeah. of that shoe i had a pair of the uh the gold toes so I, everyone was a fan of those for a little bit again black toe color blocking just like with the the gold but it was I wore them once, and I don't know what it is about a patent leather collar, but you can't move your like your ankle it's at all. Very it's very stiff, yeah. It's yeah. super stiff. It's not comfortable. I just I couldn't see any use for that. For sure. So, Mikey, you, you did say would would people care? Like you, you'd say if a if a Space Jam dropped next year, you'd be like, you know, because you've you've seen it. Yeah. To to the point of nostalgia, I think I'm still on the on the boat that it would do super well. Mm-hmm. Like for for me, my my brother was born in '84, so I grew up with him like watching like this. So when I think about like Concords, I'm directly brought back to when I was like a little kid, right? And then we would have the VHS of Space Jams, right? So I'm just yep. like that. I would be excited for that launch just for nostalgic purposes. Well, and didn't Closing they didn't they reshoot the movie? Like, there's a there's a new Space Jam movie, so it'd be perfect for them to promo that with, with a new pair of Elevens. Yeah, with LeBron. Yeah, if they do um, the LeBron, what what model are they on? Is it 17, 18? I don't even know anymore. Nineteen. Yeah, it's like it's like I think we're on seventeen or eighteen. But um, LeBron now, the one the one that is like the remix that looks like the LeBron four. Uh, if they did like a Space Jam of that, that would actually be the sickest shoe. I would buy that shoe a hundred percent. Uh, Raj, I actually was just, uh, you know, since we're on the topic of, you know, prices of shoes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. We haven't um, gone to the real question, though. Raj, are yes. Jordan 11 lows okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, what's right, what's right, better, right, right. Jordan, Jordan 11 highs or lows? Highs. Ooh. <laughs> there, there you highs. go. There you go. Highs. There you go. Mikey, you're not winning this. The next guest, no, 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 you know no, what? No, 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 no. no, no, no. So the next what, guest I bring on this podcast... <laughs> the next guest I bring on this podcast 
I'm going to vet them and make sure that they say Jordan the Love Loves. <laughs> I am curious to hear your reasoning as to why Lowe's are so good, though. Um, the, the reason that uh, I had for the Lowe's being better than the Highs is, for one, I think it's a more wearable shoe on a daily basis. But besides that, I think that maybe it is the oversaturation of all these diet space jams for me. But when I see the shoe... Um, it's almost like I don't want to see it in, in a non-OG colorway. But when it's the low, it's like they can do whatever they want to it, and I'm happy. I'm like, okay, cool, like, whatever. Um, that, that's the reasoning. Is, is like you, you can be more experimentational with the, with the Jordan 11 low than the high. Um, so that's why I think it's superior. But well, Instead of Space Shams, you get low Earth orbit. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, so the, what yeah, is get, your opinion on the Jordan 1 Hyde versus Jordan 1 Mid debate then? Um, I would say... Because you, you could say the same this point, is, right? This is if funny. You're talking hype colorways hypo- on the highs. Because I'm a hypocrite. I'm a hypocrite for this because <laughs> I obviously think the highs are better than the mids. I, I don't know yeah. anybody that's going... Oh, the mids are superior to the highs every day. Actually, my brother's like that. And he's wrong. He is wrong. <laughs> he's 100% wrong. I have no idea. He's like, I don't know. I don't like the way highs look. I'm like, you don't like the way highs look, but you like the way the mid looks? Um, to be fair, though, actually, I saw a photo of the... There was a 2016 band release, right? Was that the last the time Was that the last time they did it? With the X? Yeah. Uh, I believe so. there was a 2016, I believe like a 2014 or something. And then like a 2010, there were like three highs that, that came out. Right. Or was it two? I can't remember now. 2014 is the, uh, the band with the X, um, or the middle one's the band with the X. The latest one is the, whatever the latest one. And the earlier one is without the X again. The earlier one, I believe it, it might've been like 2010. I don't even know, but I saw a picture of all the shoes lined up and the mids were actually as high as those highs, which was mm-hmm. actually pretty funny because people pay like, I don't know, like, I, what's reselling those? I don't know. Insane money for the bands. Yeah, it's probably something crazy. But um, before we get too off topic, I, I was interested, Raj, in how you were able to go from being the sneaker aficionado to being mm-hmm. like, oh, like I'm going to start selling them at this point. Was it all? Was it a thing that started really small and then it just kind of skyrocketed into the, in, into yeah. this thing where now you're, you know, high up there or or what happened? It was very much a case of one pair. I would get a pair, I would hold on to it, and I would decide if I wanted to wear it. I wasn't even looking at resale. It was like, you know, what am I going to wear this for? What am I going to wear? <coughs> am I even going to wear it? Um, resale really only kind of came in when collabs started happening so i think the first one that i remember was the supreme air force ones the highs there was the black pair the white pair and the red pair um like when those came out the supreme foam posits came out like this was really when i think for me resale culture started to pop off because everyone was losing necks over those shoes and it, then it was a case of art i need to start getting more than one because if i want to keep one I got to get two so I can sell one and keep one. You know, I, I don't you've always want to be that guy that just pays resale for everything that I want a yeah. personal. So I think, yeah, it was really kind of 
I think that was 2012. And then obviously since the introduction of StockX, all that resale has kind of gone to a different level. But back then it was local Facebook if you were lucky, but just kind of, you know, I even sold stuff on Grail back then. Like all these websites that you won't really see people using now or people have kind of turned away from now and just were good platforms. Even eBay. At one point, eBay was great to actually sell on. Yeah. You know what? I feel like the only people that get sneaker sales on eBay nowadays are like the people that have like a ton of uh, reviews. I feel like it's very difficult to sell on there. Old accounts, old sales. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So how did it go from, okay, I need to cop one extra uh, pair. Uh, how did it go from that into, all right, now I'm, you know, essentially yeah. in charge of of one of the biggest cook groups in, if not the biggest cook group in the country? So kind of that ideology of thinking, all right, I got to get multiple pairs led me to Discord app. I ended up finding myself in free Canadian servers at the time, like back in 2016, 2017, um, kind of gathering info, realizing when releases are, what time to go for them, and kind of manually was able to start getting more than two, three, four pairs. But that was kind of the way to go for a while. Um, I ended up getting, I'll tell you the exact shoe, it was the Yeezy 350 Statics. Got a couple pairs of those, and I was in AM Canada at the time when it just started out as a trial. And someone posted something up about, hey, I need a size 9, I reacted first, shot him a text saying, hey, I got one for sale for you. Asked me where I was, and it turns out we were about a half hour away. He was local in Calgary as well. Met up for a coffee, sold him the shoes, and was kind of just like, hey, you know, how interested really are you? Is this just going to be a thing on the side? Are you just reselling, or do you want to turn it into something more? Um, This, for reference, Mikey, you would know this is Joe I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Joe Homie, Joe Homie. Shout out Joe Homie. Exactly. So I, I met him for coffee. We talked it out, kind of talked about my mindset and what I would want to do with that small of a business. For, for me, it was just a case of, listen, I want somewhere I know I can get information from for a shoe that's going to come out or for something that's going to come out, make it easy to see and easily available for people that want it. That's essentially what we are. And now we've just grown up into not just sneakers, into graphics cards, into Pokemon cards, NFL, NBA, uh, what else? Consoles, like essentially Console. anything that has any sort of resale value, we will cover and give you the information on. But Shout that's out why Sony. it just—it's for real, <laughs> for real, man. Sony pays the bills. Sony Shout pays the bills Sony. for November and December. Man, crazy. I—I I don't know how I'm going to tell my kids about those two months. But Anyways. that's the, <laughs> but, but, but but that was it. Kind of foot in the door. Um. This would have been December 2018. Wow. Yeah, we're going into our third year now. Um, And it's just, you know, we're at 550 members. We've got seven or eight regions across the world. Um, AM notifies as as a whole just is is global. And it's turned into just much more uh, than a supplementary side job. It's now my full-time gig. Damn. Hey, man. Like, so I'll tell you a little bit about my story into getting an AM. And I don't know if I really ever told you this, but essentially what happened was I hadn't touched a pair of sneakers for retail in eight years. 
the last pair of sneakers that I had touched for retail was a great, was honestly like a great send off, I guess. But it was a pair of uh, Jordan 3 Retro 88 white cements uh, with the Nike Air. Um, Nike Air on the back. Branding on the, on the heel tab. And so, you know, for eight years, I would join raffles and try for shoes and I would never <laughs> have it work out for me. And then uh, Nick, uh, our friend Nick, he um, basically reached out to me on Instagram. We both went to Laurier, and um, he was like, he saw me posting about shoes one time, and he was like, oh, these are pretty cool, whatever. And then we just kind of got to talking, and I told him, like, yeah, man, I haven't really touched sneakers in, like, a long time. He goes, hey, man, like, would you want to join my cook group? And I was like, "Uh, okay, sure. I'm like, will I (laughs) – this is the question I asked him was – Will I make enough money to cover the membership every month? And he was like, trust me, man. (laughs) He was like, trust me, man. Like, you're going to be able to. I'm like, all right. So I get into the server. It's October the 30th. It's the day before Mocha's drop. I didn't manage to get or to sign up for slots. So I'm like pretty upset. I'm like, oh, this sucks. And then I'm like, oh, I'm I'm probably, you know, going to make like no money this month. I don't have a bot. I'm not going to hit on sneakers. And then consoles happened. And then... You know, that kind of got me into it. But what I will say, before all this journey, I had a honest disdain and hate for resale culture, for resellers. <laughs> like, I, you have no idea. Like, I, I was just like, yo, this is, this is bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, I, this, this is something that I loved. I've loved it my whole life with everything I have. Like, as a kid, like, I was you know, spending like three quarters of my paycheck on sneakers. Like I, I yep. loved it that much. Yep. And then, oh, now I can't even get the shoes anymore because somebody's on TikTok. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah, basically it's, it's honestly changed the way I live my life. And it's like really cool being able to get stuff on, you know, um, stuff in my hands that I wouldn't have been able to get before. But um, I still remember how I felt at a certain point. So I do have a little bit of a moral dilemma. However, it's, it's, that being said, I also was wondering, have you ever felt like that? Like before you got into resale, did you go, oh, fuck these guys? 100%. I was uh, just about to say the same thing. It's hilarious you bring that up because that's exactly how I felt for a very, very long time. It was just, I want to get a pair for myself. Like, you know, why am I getting screwed over? It's supposed to go to the consumer, blah, blah, blah. Who are these kids? But you had to adapt. And for me, it was like, okay, where are all the pairs going? Okay, people are sitting at home and botting them. What bot do I need? Then you realize you need three or four bots for different websites. You know, then it's starting. I think the first bot I bought was NSB, funnily enough. I got it for super cheap back when it was in beta. Damn. So I got it. Yeah, and NSB has been around for a minute. Um, but it was for me, again, think of my mentality back then. Nike shoe bot. This bot does not work on Nike. <laughs> for me it was like all right hey the the, the releases on nike that i want to get this is going to do it i'm going to buy it use it didn't work okay uh now now what do i turn to things like shopify releases and foot sites shopify at that time was something that if you even have five minutes of knowledge now you could have hit that with your eyes closed compared Damn. to the changes that they've made over time it's been it's been a little crazy to me that bots and resale culture has managed to hold up so well, given all the changes that Shopify and and Foot Locker and all these websites are making all the time. 
But I think it's kind of a cat and mouse game, right? Like we wouldn't be, they, they wouldn't thrive as well if we didn't exist. I remember when Shopify, like backdooring just happened, like just people started figuring it out. Yep. All you needed to do was get the link and you could clear out their stock before the uh, link yep. even launched. So if you knew like pirate blacks were coming out on like whatever website slash sales slash pirate black the day before the release and they would probably have it up and you just clear out their stock and they would ship it to you afterwards. Yep. They would just register to them as like, oh, we sold it out like first minute, which makes sense. And and that's all and they, they really care about, right? Is like that fast sellout time. Yeah, that's all they care. They know it's going to sell out. They just had that oversight. Yeah. For a really long time. So back to your point, Mikey, 100% I felt like that, but it had to be kind of a case of adapting to it if I still wanted to get the pairs I wanted. And now, obviously, in a position where there's multiple bots, there's multiple chances to get something. And listen, I'm still happy if every drop I get a nine and a half for myself. If it's a case of I get multiples to sell, great. I'll still try and bless people in the group that want personals. Like for me, it's not. I don't need to kind of squeeze the extra pennies out of everybody. They're already in the group. They're already paying for the info. I'm already grateful enough that I have a hobby that's monetized every day that I get to do this for fun. To to be to be totally clear, uh, you did not hook me up on my Grinches. That's all I got. That's all I got. Which size you need? Because I still got a pair here. No, no, no. I can't do you like that, man. I can't do you like that. But, but um. But no, I was just messing around. But like, uh, I totally hear what you're saying. I know like you've definitely lobbed people, um, you know, sneakers for the low and stuff like that. And it's like, that's definitely something that I feel like as somebody who, you know, has like loved the culture around sneakers for so long. Like I have, you know, like I have like a duty to to hook people up, you know, uh, from time to time. It's all about um, relationships. For sure. Not even just for, like, business relationships, but also just, like, I don't know. I just remember being in those shoes um, where where I – well, I mean, like, not literally in those shoes, but like, but figuratively. In the metaphorical yes, shoes. Yes, in the, in the metaphorical <laughs> shoes. I, I just remember being on that side of the table and being like, oh, man, I really wish I could get this sneaker or whatever. So so kudos to you for doing that. Um, I You know what? I feel like I have a, a pretty good question for Darius right now, actually. Is um, Darius, you didn't hit on the on the bread three fifty v twos, not the second release, hit the first release. <laughs> and what did you do with that first release? And like to hit or what? Um, like no, like after you got the shoe because you got the first release, right? Oh yeah, I got the first yeah. release. Um, I wore them like right, like same day, cut off the tag and everything. Yeah. After a while. Balenciaga speed trainers became a thing and I bought a few pairs and I was like you know what I'm just gonna wear I had all black speed trainers I was gonna wear all black speed trainers so I sold my Yeezys breads for 450 Canadian dollars and they skyrocketed to $1,200 <laughs> and I got real sad and now I want breads again and this has happened not once but twice because I had Beluga V2s like Beluga 2.0, sorry, Look, which I sold for $250. If, here's, here's the rule of thumb, Raj. Ouch. If Darius sells a shoe, buy, buy that, that shoe. fucking shoe immediately. 
he, those he also, Blue Go 2.0s are like $1,200 now. Right? He also it's crazy. sold... It's like something ridiculous. He also sold... Was it the white or the black Vapor Maxes? The whites. He sold the white Vapor Maxes for how something. much did you sell those for? For like $430. Oh, man. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, just... I just, was... Uh, damn. I was working at uh, a Foot Locker at the time that that 10-pack came out. And a guy that worked there hit a size 8 Jordan 1. Off-white Jordan 1, Chicago, size 8. He got it in hand the next week, sold it to someone else in the store for 1400 Canadian dollars. Hell. <laughs> Sounds like a lot, but if we look at prices now, like... Yeah. Eesh. Nothing. Imagine if, if he kept it. My, my thing is, as, as someone even in, uh, in high school and, like, even when I... Went to university. It's I never had the f- the funds to actually like fund the hobby mm-hmm. of clothing or, or shoes, but when I started working and then you know I had some income, is I had no hate towards the resellers because I went into it at a time where it, I already accepted it. It was like okay, like I already I know about it. I've heard about it through friends, right? Bought you know bots and like all these things are a thing. You know, computers are basically eating up the inventory. So when I started actually purchasing things and really paying attention to it, I just knew this was a part of the game. Like, I didn't have that kind of, like, disdain for it. Yeah, I was cheesed, probably, like, when I was first getting into it, because I remember my brother could just, like, you know, go to a footlocker, go to a store and just buy it and come home with yeah. the, the foam posits or, like, the, the concords, right? So, yeah, I... I did not have that sort of negativity. Maybe because I didn't have the funds too, right? Back, Can't have negativity if you weren't going to buy it. Yeah. You know what? To be totally that's, that's fair, fair, I think that's that fair. I was spoiled in the way that um, I was able, like even early on in resale culture when, you know, you could only get stuff off like Kijiji or like Facebook, York region black market. If you know, if you yeah, know the York region black market. Would, yeah. <laughs> That, that's what my friends would tell, tell me OG. in like high school. That's what that's yeah. what yo like you you you're a real sneakerhead if you if you ever bought sneakers off York Region Black Market, Facebook Black Market, like every single one of these fucking groups had Black Market. Toronto Shoe Game. <laughs> um, Canada got kicks. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's an old one. But yeah, no, it was just um, it was pretty. It was. <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking about this guy that posted. I, I just remember people used to go on York Region Black Market. I completely lost my train of thought because of it. People used to go on York Region Black Market, and for some reason, they they got away with posting in all these black market groups saying, like, triple A, quadruple A replica. Like, it, it was never fakes. It was always triple A MCM replicas. And I just remember this one guy selling this belt. And I honestly wish I could find a picture of it right now. And anyways, that's why I was laughing and completely lost my train of thought. Just went back in time. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, oh, so th- that's what I was saying. So with the, with the Kijiji stuff, um, when I was, you know, copping shoes off Kijiji, I'll never forget, it was one of the nights um, prior to uh, my family going away for, like, winter break. And... Uh, me and my dad went to the mall. I think we had like no food in the house. So we like got something at the food court or whatever. And I told him, Oh, I'll be right back. And I go to meet somebody that I had messaged on Kijiji. And that person sells me a pair of Jordan four breads, 2012 release for 265 Canadian dollars. 
265 Canadian dollars. Let me tell you how much that shoe goes for right now. Please do. The 2012 do. release. I believe it was 2012, if I'm not mistaken. The 2012 release goes for... Come on. Come on. The lowest Drum ask roll. for a 10 and a half is... Oh, it's only 593 It's actually kind of surprising. That's not that bad. Is the, is the newer one more expensive? Because I think it has like the Nike Air branding on the, on the heel. That clearly, one. I did not sell Mikey those shoes. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> I clearly I didn't Facts. sell you those shoes because those are not those are not popping right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that the uh, the 2019 actually goes for more than this one. To be totally honest with you. Um, but anyways, I just remember those times where like resale was like you know even though it was resale, like it was still somewhat affordable. It was like and, 10, 15, 10 to fifty dollars. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like I was paying like sixty extra bucks or something. But now it's like, you know, it's it, sometimes it run you in the hundreds. Yeah, and some and sometimes it's hard for me to re- like. Obviously, I remember what that was like. I remember that feeling. But sometimes it's hard for me to like truly like feel it because it's like now I feel like I can get my hands on anything I want <laughs> and. It's you know it's it's a little bit of a power trip. I'm not gonna lie. It's a power trip with myself. I'm I I rule over nobody. It's literally just me snickering to myself, sure. <laughs> maniacally. Like, hey, hey, I can get that shoe. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Like I'll literally just be at home and I'll be eating cereal and I just start laughing. Like my eyes get really <laughs> wide. You know what? Is, what story I want to know? I want to know the story for, from Raj. Mm-hmm. The story of your Hulk. So oh, yes. it's a. I used to work at a tailor shop, uh, a suit tailor shop, and I had a client of mine that followed me around previous uh, menswear jobs for a couple of years from like Hugo Boss to Holt Renfrew to this store. And he was getting his suit fixed up. I noticed it super early. Every time he'd come in every month, he'd be wearing it. We'd be talking more, talking more, talking more. And one day he says, hey, do you want to buy it? Wow. And... I, I clearly I just showed so much interest and we just kind of talked about horology, just kind of talked about different brands and all this stuff along that time that he just kind of broke down and just finally got him to say, do you want to buy it off me? We figured out a deal to this day. I'm forever grateful because if we look at it now, one of the best decisions I could have made. Wow. <laughs> but with that being said, I'm like, and back to Mikey's resale kind of, comment earlier like that's not even something i'm looking at right now because it's it's already had sentimental value for me already something i don't plan on selling for a long time even given the spike that it's that it's had but no i managed to break him down until, until he managed to want to sell it now when did you purchase it december 2019 nice yeah not not bad at all <laughs> No, that is not amazing. A, That's an amazing story. Yeah. Now, is it your only watch, or it is? Or we have? Do we have a collection? No, no, here? no, no, not yet, not yet. Sneakers is not still yet. the. Uh, feel like I will transition from sneakers into watches at some point, but right now sneakers is the more cost-effective uh, addiction. But <laughs> at some point, that's going to go into watches. I'm not even looking at another piece yet either, because I know that if I do, it is just going to take over yeah. all train of thought. But that was going to be the follow-up question. What's the next piece? <sighs> yes. 
Thank you, dude. Follow up. You know what? If I set the bar super high, then it's something I can work towards for a long time. I will say next piece will be a Nautilus. Good luck. Yeah. They just got discontinued. Did you hear? Yep. Oh my yep. God. But that sets a nice, nice and hard buy to work towards at some point. Very high bar. So for listeners who are not in the know of what just happened this past four days, the Patek Philippe Nautilus 5711 1A with the ombre blue dial at the time sold for in the neighborhood of around 60 to 70,000 US dollars on market value. I think it's like 40,000 US dollars retail. It got discontinued and it will be replaced. Talk about the replacement later. But now it's trading upwards of 100, which is frankly absurd. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> if you get a fresh one. You can get a 2014 worn. It'll still get you for like 89. As long as, but hopefully, you'll get your Nautilus. Hopefully, hopefully. Like I said, this it's a long, long ways away. I'm happy with what I have right now. It'll be a daily wear until it can't be a daily anymore. As uh, as long as it's not that ridiculous Sylvester Stallone watch. <laughs> oh my god Fuck that watch, he man. lost his shit when he, oh, he lost man. it bro fuck that watch whatever man he lost it man whatever like fuck that keep that in the expendables i don't i don't think anybody needs that watch <laughs> fuck that <laughs> 2501 man raj do you uh do you browse for watches from time to time i do i was just about to uh i was just about to just back to darius's point about what might be in the future one kind of watch that always caught my attention every time I saw it, I'm not sure if you guys have seen it, is the Constantine Shaken Joker. It's got yes. the, the Joker so face. Sick. I want kind of the purple strap, all of it. Just Even yeah. if that only gets worn once, to say that I own that piece and just to look at that is... It'd be fantastic. You know what's really interesting? On Instagram, I see a lot of you know circles of watch friends mm-hmm. and they all sort of communicate together. The, the Singaporean and Hong Kong watch circles, a lot of Richard Mills, a lot of Nautilus, a lot of Patek, a lot of super high-end watches. Yep. But there's also always those Constantine Chaikin <sighs> Joker watches. So clearly, got good taste. It's, it's, I mean, it's, such such a, a nice, it's such an interesting watch. It's so cool. You don't have to say a word and you walk into a room and you're guaranteed conversations. Someone's going to be like, what is that? What I is need that? To what, like, how does it work? Like... How do you read it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To that point, Valid actually, questions. there was uh, another one that just popped in my mind, and it is the Knights of the Round Table, uh, Richard Dubois. The Roger Dubois. Roger Dubois, Dubois. sorry. Dubois. Roger Dubois. 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 Apologies, Roger Dubois. And the Knights of the Round Table. And then the Knights are, like, holding their swords in the middle. Just the, just the detail is just gorgeous. It's just cool. It's cool. Amazing. No, watches like that you don't even care about looking yeah. at the time because you've got your phone for that like you're looking down at art <laughs> you're looking down at art with something like that right at least at least he gets it at least he gets it no, because, I get it. thank I get god it. <laughs> but you're looking down at art yeah i'm, I'm not a sometimes I'm when i'm wearing it there. wearing a watch i'll look at it and it's like my wrist sounds like wait what time was it <laughs> 
Raj, speaking of watches, mm-hmm. um, I we had this conversation on an earlier pod, uh, but this was kind of sparked by all the I don't know if you've seen like all the Hodinky collabs that they've done, especially the John Mayer one uh, on the G Shock. I, I, I haven't. Um, are we like the new the like that black John Mayer G Shock we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, what what G Shock? Yeah, the the newest like John Mayer G Shock. Yeah, I think saw what Lifestyle, model is that? Actually. You guys know. I don't remember. The A something or the other. 1600 maybe? Uh, it was a rough 6900. Yes, I believe so. So um, I think it was maybe a month, month and a half ago. And I'm on the checkout logs on Discord. Um, I think for Kith. <laughs> and I, I, know I see, you know, I don't know what bot it was, but checked out. John Mayer, Casio G-Shock, Ref 6900. And I was like, yep. huh, maybe. Uh, with So Hodinkee essentially has been doing a lot of collabs. Um, and what I was saying about it was that it makes it more accessible to people and that the hobby will grow. Um, and when I saw that, I kind of went, hey, you know what? Like I can, I can kind of see watches being like a cook group thing down the line maybe nothing that's like 20 grand or something of that sort but you know it could become uh just another thing that that people are botting i think if it's if it's going to be a low stocked item then absolutely it's going to catch cook groups attention right especially if because retailers like kith uh livestock multiple places carried that watch so people that bought a kith they were selling it probably in the U.S. People that bought it livestock, there was lower Canadian retail, and it still held resale value. To your point about accessibility, though, it's, it kind of goes hand in hand with that, right? Like, you want to make it accessible to people, but you don't want the accessibility to go to resellers because it's not actually going in the hands of people. For sure. So, <laughs> you know what? It's pretty funny how that's how you ended it. It's not going in the hands of, <laughs> not people that want it, just not going in the hands of people. <laughs> just resellers, yeah. Um, do you, do you ever, like, obviously this is your full-time gig and you, you, you know, if you're, if you're working and doing something, you have to love it, Mm -hmm. but is there ever sometimes where you kind of, you know, sit back and you're like, huh, like maybe I didn't want to do all this sneaker bond. I'm just like really good at it. When, when there's dry weeks very, very much so. Cause it's like, you know, what do you do? There's nothing to set up for. There's no information to, to post about. It's kind of like, it's very dead for a while. Yeah. But then that lead up to drops, there's, there's nothing that's going to replace that for a while. At least for me, that kind of hype of just like <laughs> getting up, that, that alarm hits, you get up and it's like, you're in a voice chat 15 minutes before a drop asking if a queue is up yet. And all these little just kind of things that yeah, make it's... it fun. It's it's really, you know, I I do love being an AM and and like I said, like it's it's been an unbelievable opportunity for me and and you know, it's it's really given me like a lot of financial flexibility especially um uh especially like in the middle of a pandemic and and in the in the middle of being in school. So so that's been great for me. Um but it really is like an island of misfit toys in there. Like it's it's oh, 100%. <laughs> it's just 100% that 100%. some sometimes like our so lounge is the is the channel that everybody chats in 
It is it is some of the most perplexing conversation you'll ever see in your entire life. <laughs> probably got. Are you are you able to share one or two of these um, on the podcast? You've probably got people anywhere from the age of fourteen to forty plus in this chat that is supposed to be designated to be talking about sneakers, but it's completely it's it's an open playing field. You've got people that'll sit there all day and talk. You have people that'll just kind of hop in on their phone for a couple minutes and ask a question. So things like that will easily get lost once there's a train of thought of of whatever's going on in lounge at the time. But back to your point again, Mikey, yes, there are days where I sit here and think, man, if I just deleted that channel, my whole day would be so much smoother <laughs> if I just had to answer a couple questions, post the info where it was needed, and didn't even let people talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, just think, you sit back in your chair and you're like, huh. How am I gonna explain this Man. to like my kid? Like how like Dad, what do you do? I, I, I sit on the computer and sell shoes. <laughs> sometimes I just kinda sit there and I'll just look around for a couple minutes and just look at the topic of conversation or just kinda the <laughs> just the lack of knowledge on certain things that people will talk about <laughs> and how confident they are when they're talking about them to other people <laughs> and they're almost like uh, Mikey, you you know exactly what I'm talking about here. That feeling just <laughs> of just watching people talk to one another about a topic that they're not versed on, and they're trying to almost convince one another that they're that they are right. I I've I've noticed that it's it's funny because essentially, if you're a new member in AMCA, if you've been in the group for I think it's less than a year, then your your name is yellow, and um. It's usually the yellow names that are asking the stupid questions. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I was a yellow name at one point, but I literally bought Nitro for the server just so I wouldn't be yellow anymore. <laughs> wow. I couldn't do it. I, it, was, it was killing my eyes. Every single time I would type a message, I was like, whatever, like boost the server. Like, I don't care. I, I had to boost another server as well, so it all worked out. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's usually coming from like a lot of, a lot of newer members. So, but it's really funny how... People think that sneaker bottom is really hard. And don't get me wrong, there definitely is like a very there there is a learning curve. There's a learning curve. But there when you, when you get the level of knowledge that you need in order to, you know, set up every week, then you're kind of, you know, on autopilot a lot of the time. Except for like, you know, when drops are actually happening and you have to solve yeah. captures or whatever it might be. Um but it's crazy because legitimately at the end of October, I was one of those people. I was just a yellow name. I, I, my first message in, in, uh, AMCA ever was, if I'm not mistaken, it was, um, Hey, does anybody in here have a N B a I O, which is another Nike bot all in one, which does not cook. This thing does not. And I bought it like several years ago and I just remember saying it and nobody responded to me. And I must've said it like two or three times and nobody responded to me. And now here I am, you know, going, wow, like I can't imagine my life without this at this point. I think to that point that you mentioned about kind of getting to that stage of knowledge where you're on autopilot, it, that that's different for everybody, right? Like for you, it only took maybe a month. For someone, it takes six months. For someone, it takes two weeks. Everyone's different in that aspect. So I always sit there and preach, no, there isn't any stupid questions because at some point I might have had to ask that or someone else might have, you know what I mean? Like to, exactly. to, to learn, right? It is what it is. Exactly. But when you've got all these kids that are sitting in a lounge that have the knowledge or some that don't or some that expect people to have it, 
they're going to see that question and say, wow, like, how do you not know this? Yeah. You know, you, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's insulting. For sure. It was me. I was literally like, I was like, oh, like, here's my stupid question. And now it's, you know, three months later or whatever, I'm going, wow, what a stupid question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they're already jaded, is what it is. I really you am. Are. Like yeah. my 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 head is like Kanye West times thirty right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> did you see that video of him yelling at Chance the Rapper? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. When was this? Yeah, he uh, he ripped Chance. Just, just what was today. it? Sit your ass down. Sit your ass yeah. down. Is that what he said? No way. Yeah. In the studio? Oh my god. Oh, that's rough. Damn, I saw that. I was like, oh, shit. Damn. Poor Chance. I know. His last album was a flop, and now he's getting yelled at by Kanye West. That is not a good look. L after L. Now, I want to get an opinion from Raj. We were going talking about collaborations, how you started getting into sneakers because of how collaborations start propelling sneakers into more of a limelight. Yes, yep. Now we see the John Mayer collaborations and how Dinky collaborations. Mm-hmm. And now today, Miracami and Hublot collaborations. Yes. Which is also very, very sick. Super cool. Man. I, Super sick. Yeah. But I could talk about that opinion? for another couple hours. <laughs> what's, what's your opinion on like how now collaborations are making their way into watches? I think you know, it's, it's... Pushing an, it more to the forefront. It's, it's inevitable, right? It's, it's always going to be that clash of cultures that is meant to spur that culture forward, whether it be making watches more accessible to people in streetwear or Murakami fans or, you know, that specific watch being limited to 200 pieces at, what was it, $30,000 retail? No, that's not accessible to potentially Murakami sneakerheads or art fans. But having those sort of collaborations definitely kind of puts it in the correct limelight to be seen by all these people that are in this industry that has you know what, that's something that, that's an artist that I like, that's a watch brand that I might not know a lot about, but putting those two things together would want me to, you know, I might want to research Hublot now. I might want to put a little bit of interest in into that, or whether it was the John Maricasios or whatever collab it is at the time, I think it inspires people to care about the history and why those two things are collabing, as well as bringing it to kind of that pop culture forefront of just getting it, into more people's hands or into more people's faces to see it. What do you think about that Murakami Hublot? That's amazing. Would you cop? If a hundred percent, if I had an ability to get one of those 200 pieces, I would easily, I'm, I'm a massive Murakami fan. I already have Murakami pieces and that would be something I'd add. Only 20 in America. Twenty in America, crazy. And it's thirty thousand um, USD. Thirty thousand USD, like and yeah. So I thought it's twenty that's, in America, so only one hundred and eighty. Terrible. Worldwide. I don't. I don't normally like flashy watches like that, but that Murakami is. That Hublot, it's it's a forty-four millimeter. If I'm it's, not mistaken, it's, it's a big one. Yeah, where's big? It's different. I um so I had a, a prediction, Raj, um mm-hmm. for the what is going to be the silhouette of the year. Um I had it late last year because I felt like, you know, they made some good Nike made some good steps um mm-hmm. to, to start boosting it up to hype status. I think that after this year, the Air Force One is going to be like a a coveted shoe. Like they're gonna start dropping like a lot of exclusive colorways that people are gonna want to get their hands on. Like, do you not think I, that's I, I know it happens been, a li- it happens a little bit here and there, but it's definitely yeah, not like yeah. Jordan hype or anything, yeah. 
I guess you're yeah. Like if you take the collab out of an Air Force One, there hasn't really been one for a while that have got people kind of falling over themselves and really going for that shoe. But really, like I don't know because Air Force has been around for what twenty years, thirty years? A long time for sure. Yeah, why? Why now? Well, I mean, like, it, can we say the same thing about the Jordan One? Kind of, where like, yes, like obviously people wanted Jordan Ones for at least like the last like, I'd say ten years. But up until like twenty fifteen, the hype was not what it is right now. I feel like the Air Force One is about to get a springboard like that. I just because I know last year, uh, if I'm not mistaken, on Nike, I don't know if it was .ca or .com, they completely mm-hmm. sold out of the white AF One. Just like the Coke yeah. White AF one. Yeah. That is that Actually, is a sign of, of the time. As of right now, you can't go onto Nike CA and buy White Air Force Ones. Look at that. They're usually one of the most sold out pairs in Foot Lockers. Like, yeah, they that's that's pretty well known. Pretty crazy. But I just feel like I don't know. I, I just feel like this is like the year for for the Air Force One. I don't know. I don't know if I'm off with, with that one, but I just feel like every single year there has to be one sneaker that is like old that ends up getting you know some run behind it and i feel like the air force one is is due for it i think for me one of the silhouettes of this year so far and this is definitely going to catch a lot of people off guard but it is the vapor waffle the sakai oh those are oh those are sick those are crazy like that silhouette is is top three of what i think we're going to see this year and a lot of I just mean like more in terms of stuff big, that will like have chunky, a mass release. Yeah, like I think at some yeah. point we might see vapor waffles. Like obviously, again, the collab of Sakai helps that silhouette ninety nine percent of the time. But if there's hype colorways of vapor waffles at some point, might even see those resell. It's, it's a an really interesting cool silhouette. Shirt. It's different. It's if you can style it well, it looks amazing. For sure, I like the Granted split. That, at it's the like back three inches to your height. <laughs> Very cool. Love that sneaker. Actually, um, do you guys want to go over a few of the releases that are coming out in this upcoming month? Because there's some, there's there's some fire coming out. There's a lot of stuff in February. Heat. Do it. There is some serious heat. So to start it off, um, I believe the first big release of the month, if I'm not mistaken, is the... Is, does the Ambush come out next month? That pink Ambush? Ambush, ambush was pushed back. So we got delays oh on Ambush. Oh, my God. Are the football gray dunks still coming out on the 4th? Did they push those back too? The gray and the blue dunks got pushed to the 16th. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> okay, the, yep. the Nike Dunk Low, the, the UNC blue, the coast colorway, the, US, the yep. UCLA-looking ones. Those are 16th. Oh, my God. They pushed all these shoes back. What is releasing in the first two? Oh, well, I guess neutral gray is on the 10th. Neutral uh, gray yeah. Would you guys cop? Would you not? Well, what's the verdict on the neutral grays? 100%. 100%. I think a lot of people are already writing that off as just a boring gray shoe without realizing that it's the 85 neutral gray. Yeah. So come February 11th, once people have taken those L's, that resale is going to explode <laughs> on those. Darius, happens, man. Go ahead, Darius. I would cop. Am I fussed to cop? No. I'm not fussed to cop much. Fair. Like most of the time I'm not fussed to cop to cop anything. 
Ed? Yeah. Um, I love that it's the 85. Um, <clears throat> it's a shoe that I've seen a lot, like the, the OG. <laughs> During, during the height of the pandemic and all those archival pages, it has been shared a lot. Why? Yep. A shit ton from Legacy <laughs> Reverse for Care. Hidden and why, you know, hidden, hidden and why, hidden and why, hidden and why. You know, so, I mean, it's good. I think it's good for, for the for the culture. It's good for people that, you know, are into ones and, and all that. But what I actually cop, no, I'm okay. Wow. Fair uh, enough. Hey, I got a, I got a mortgage right now. <laughs> yeah, congrats to Ed. Congrats no, to Ed. He's no doing Johns. big boy shit now. <laughs> no Johns. No Johns. Even though I swear we were talking about a pair of New Balances the other day. Like, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, we were. Oh, you know <laughs> what? Ed, Ed did me pretty dirty, by the way. Actually, I just remind me that I, I still want to talk about the trophy rooms here because they drop on the same day. But, side note. Ed tempted me so fucking hard the other day, okay? <laughs> I literally, he knows I just built a computer, and he also knows <laughs> I, want P, uh, he, I want the 550s, the New Balance 550s. And this guy sent me, like, four separate links. Like, he didn't just send it to one store. He was like, Here, here's the shoe at Livestock. Here's the shoe at Capsule. Here's the shoe at Nomad. I'm like, thank you so much. Like, I really... <laughs> If you wanted, you know, you bought an Apple Watch. So if you wanted to, you know, yeah, but I need the Apple elsewhere. Watch, man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get fit for the summer. You know, like I'm trying to. Oh, fuck that! You got a tractor <laughs> in here. Five um, fifties. Oh man, those are. You put five fifties okay. as your display profile on that on your Tinder and swipe right. <laughs> But exactly. <laughs> actually, rights. you know, I, I'm kind of glad you didn't cop because one of my friends actually, I sent him to the Gravity Pope link and uh, he purchased it. But unfortunately, they said it was sold out and then they refunded his money. So, I was, you know, you kind of lucked out. You kind of lucked I, out. I literally would have been more upset than I am now. <laughs> if, if you actually got them. For, and then they if canceled. I got them and then they canceled, yeah. I would have been yeah. so upset. 100%. Um, what do you, how do you feel about the uh, New Balance 550s, Raj? I'm a fan. I'm, I've been a big fan of New Balance silhouettes recently. Again, it, it kind of came into the limelight again with the JJ Jalen collabs, but that really kind of brought. I, think, I was never a big. I was never a big New Balance fan before that, but those were. I got a pair in hand, and the quality on those was some of the best I've seen on shoes. Oh, the nine nine two Jalen, the the green Jown. one. The yeah yeah the green pair. Nice. Yeah. Shout out to Justin. Jound. Jound. Love it. Love oh, it. Bye. You can just you can just say it with such force, even though it's lowercase, you know? It's like the opposite of MF Doom. <laughs> <laughs> rest in peace, MF Doom. Rest, rest in peace, R- MF R- Doom. R- but uh when when it comes to Jound, all lowercase when you spell the brand's name. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Only lowercase. Um, I have a question. Considering uh, the trophy room, Jordan 1 is also coming out uh, the same day as the neutral grays. If you had to choose one of the two, which one are you guys going with? Trophy rooms. Trophy rooms. Yeah. Uh, is this like for, what is it? Like resale, personal? For personal, for personal, for personal. Personal, neutral grays. Yes. Ooh. Yes, Ed. That's what I needed to hear. Grace. That's what I needed to hear. My heart, my heart was breaking. <laughs> I, was, I, was I, I, thought, I thought you were about to give me a trophy room. I was like, come on, man. No. <laughs> stick stick with know. me on the neutral grays. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm very influenced by a lot of, uh, you know, the, the OG neutral grays, like that, that kind of crowd. So yeah. it only makes sense. It's fair. On, on February the 13th. You knew I was going to say the trophy room too. What? Like you knew, you knew 100% I was going to say trophy room. Oh, room. I knew, I knew you were going to sure. say it, Mr. Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, on February the 13th, we have the Jordan 6 Carmine. Um, I'm a sucker for this colorway. I'm going to do everything in my power to cop for a personal. I, I don't care if I go, I don't, I literally, I could have retail left in my bank account. I'm, I don't care. I'll go into overdraft. I need this shoe. Simple and plain. How do you guys feel about it? I'm all for it. See, it's a, it's a pass for me. And the reason being, I didn't watch Mike. I didn't see Mike playing car mines. I don't have that same attraction to sixes. So just as a silhouette and a colorway for me personally, pass. Not not a fan of sixes at all, eh? No, I again I Air sixes. I had a pair of the Gatorade sixes, I think, um, and I I tried them on in store. Just did not like the fit, the feel, just of a six. Feels really bulky to me. Same as a four. Yeah. Like I I will probably buy a taupe, but I don't know how well I'm going to wear it or how often I'm going to wear it because it's fours seem like a chunky shoe. Hmm. Huh. Very interesting. Would you, would you, <laughs> this is kind of blasphemous, but not by category, but just by look, just aesthetically, would you dare to say that a Jordan 4 hinges on, a, on being a dad shoe in a certain way? No, 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 no. I think it still very much retains a basketball look. I don't think it's close to that dad shoe. I mean more in terms of chunkiness. Sorry, I should have been clearer about that. Not in terms of uh, like it be looking like a dad shoe, but I mean in terms of how chunky it is, like, you know, with that whole chunky aesthetic in dad shoes that we've seen. First thing that comes to me for dad shoes, the triple S's, man. Like those are, that's Monarchs. dad shoe, monarch, triple S, <laughs> like that's chunky, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, you know what i'm imagining now i'm imagining like just a dad you know in the grocery store trying to get his milk with this balenciaga like, heart fours <laughs> i'm that'd not be, gonna I, that'd be amazing i style fours like like in a dad fit like straight leg yeah. jeans draped over it like that's how i that's yeah. how i rock it yeah no I, I i think that's how it's supposed <laughs> to be worn man i love it um <laughs> Here's an interesting release that we have on the 15th of February. I highly doubt it's going to resell for literally anything at all. But the Nike Air Griffey Max 1 Freshwater. Um, considering we've all been into sneakers for, you know, a fair amount of time. Do you remember when there was that, that, that one period of time um, in maybe like, I want to say I was still in high school. So maybe like 2013, 2014, uh, even maybe even 2012, when it was like... Um, those like those Griffies, the Diamond Turfs, like all those turf shoes were like kind of popping off. This is right before Roshi's. I want to say it's right before Roshi's. Yeah, yeah. it might have yeah, been like a right year before. prior. Pre Roshi. I <laughs> pre Roshi. <laughs> I would I would say that uh, as much as you know, I don't hate on Kanye for it anymore. If we're looking at the 350, let's be totally honest as to what shoe the 350 <laughs> really kind of is. Like, I remember the first time I ever saw the Yeezy 350, I looked at it and I'm like, why the fuck did Adidas make a Roshi? The V1? The V1, for uh, sure. The V1's yeah. a Roshi, man. Yeah. But what I was saying is, um, what, 
shoes, like since I was thinking about this, what shoes do you think that resell really well now um, will not resell very well like 10 years from now? Because I remember there was actually resell on like all these turf shoes. Obsidian blues. Hmm. TikTok blues. No, I think you're you're dead (laughs) wrong about that one. TikTok ones. Um, Uh, Jordan men's are are gonna fall off obviously jordan mids jordan mids are totally just kind of uh no i mean i mean something with like a little bit more um like like hype right now yeah like a little Um, more hype martin green dunks i feel like those don't resell for that much right now they don't if anything that would be one that's gonna spike one that's gonna go down it's a it's a tough one because like I'm just thinking like out of all the like really hype shoes right now. I think that the I think that the dunk train is gonna stop. It's gonna have its final its final stop <laughs> at like very soon. Not very soon, but I think by, the, by end the end of, of the year, year in like two years. Yeah, by the end of this year. Yeah, I think by the end of the year it's gonna be really hard to move dunks. That's a, that's fair. But for like a ten year shoe, I would say um I feel like the three fifties. I feel I honestly feel like the three fifties are gonna resell so so poorly in ten years, like nobody's gonna want them. You do not feel like that's already the case though? Because some three fifties already the case. It, it, is, it is it is already the case. It is it is already the case, but at the same time, like you look at shoes that you know, like you look at the OG of like a LeBron that didn't sell very well. Like they still have like a little bit of resale value to them, or at least some of the you, colorways, right? How do you think the seven fifties are going to do in a decade from now? Considering that's very lim- limited colorways, it was a hype silhouette when it came out, but it also has been forgotten about pretty quickly. How much is a pair of Jaspers right now? Like seven thousand US, five six seven, brand new. <laughs> 7,000 US new. I think a, a dead stock pair of 750s will go for like maybe half that. Five. Really? Yeah, I think it'll be like $3,600 you can get like a 750. I think, I think if it's the OG 750, unworn. With the gray pair, unworn. The gray pair, unworn. The highest bid for a pair of Jaspers right now is $9,800. There's a local pair in Toronto for four. Oh, that's what, not too bad. what size? In my in my size, I have um, I've got I've had the patchwork dons on way on the bottom of the list at some point. If that was ever to be an alternative pair to the Jaspers, I um, yeah, no, I really feel. What do you think the the seven fifty is gonna sell for? In ten, I years? think it's gonna go high. I think it'll go up. Raj, I think. I agree with Darius. I think the, the the gray pair is going to do the best. I think you'll find the black pair is probably sure. going to be the least. I think the chocolate really? pair will kind of yeah. I think it'll go. I think gray, the chocolate pair will be chocolate. number two. Yeah. Yeah, I think gray chocolate. Um, what's the third color I'm thinking of? I think it was just like they had like the the black ones. I don't know if that there was, was that glow in the dark soul. There was the, the light tans. gray with the glow in the dark soul as well. Yeah. Oh, forgot about those. Yeah. yeah so there was so the think... gray, then the black, and then the chocolate came out, and then the uh, light gray with the gold. Yeah. So we're saying ten years from now, gray at the top, chocolate second, uh, triple black third, and then gray fourth. 
How much do you right. think a, a gray 750 goes for in 10 years? How, like, number value? Probably four or 5,000. Yeah. Four or five. Damn. Four or five. Remember, that's remember there was one, there was a day when uh, Red Octobers were pretty stable at three to four. Yeah. Like, for like a year and a half. Now they're like seven, the, eight, nine. One of the big things about that original gray pair, and at least the black pair, is they never came out in half sizes. So you've only got the size run of like seven to thirteen full sizes. Very limited too, because Adidas wasn't on. They didn't have the boost production there. They didn't have the uh, the Yeezy production there. Like it was yeah. unproven, completely unproven. So I also, remember when photos so if you ever see seven fifty and halves. Yeah, the 100%. the zipper and thing unless was always it's very a chocolate, interesting. Unless it's a chocolate pair or the 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 gray pair with the glow in the dark sole. Those did come in half sizes. Uh, the uh, the zipper failure on those was actually extremely interesting. Oh man! It's like it'll be funny when people are paying five thousand dollars for a shoe ten years from now, where the that where the zipper is gonna get <laughs> fucked up the first three times you wear. I rem- I remember when. It was like an aesthetic. It, well, I guess it became an aesthetic thing due to necessity. But like people were wearing them like half unzipped or, or whatever. You know what? Now just, I think just about for it, safety. I pass up on an opportunity to to buy a pair of the grays, the gray seven fifties, the originals. It had a broken zipper. It was worn. Hundred bucks. Could have bought that. Yeah. Damn. You, you could have got the zipper replaced. Really should have bought that. Um, speaking of though, to that uh, to that point, Mikey, about materials, one shoe that still eluded me is the college dropout Bapesters. Oh, those you are... try getting a pair of those now and try and wearing them around without that leather cracking on you, because any pair that I've seen that's in good enough condition to buy has been restored. Yeah, I I think that um, I'm I'm kind of interested to see how like the the Bapesta, like Jordan One and SB silhouettes go because are they are they putting are they putting patent leather on that shoe? Probably, uh, probably yeah. They'll I think it'll it be really interesting to see what it looks like on like a high silhouette in like ten years, like how it cracks and how it ends up looking. Um, but yeah, no, the again, that's the issue with patent leather shoes is you're just kind of you're <laughs> you're at the mercy of the material. Just taking yeah. L. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I, um, I remember my brother had like a pair of the whites, and I was like probably like twelve years old or something. I like wore them and I like, played soccer in them. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> the white vapes this, and now I'm just sitting. Here. Well, he stopped wearing them. He just stopped wearing them for some reason, and, um. Now I'm sitting here going, holy shit, like those were like those are in perfect condition. Like could have probably flipped those for a fair amount of money. You decided to play soccer in them. I decided to play soccer in them. Um a, a few of the Yeezy releases that are coming out this month are, are pretty interesting. Um well, I guess next month. February the 27th, we have the Basketball Quantums, which I think have already, they've already dropped, correct? They've dropped, like, before. I think it was just, like, a restart. Not before. Yeah. 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 They've come How do you guys before. feel about that? How do you guys feel about that shoe? Because I've never really had an issue with it myself. 
think they're fine. Yeah, I think for me, it's it's a new design. It's nice. It's different. It's super comfy. Um, like I kept a pair of those from the initial drop. Sadly, I have a pair of Bariums as well, which I think anybody who still has a pair of those is is contemplating suicide because we've lost so <laughs> much money on those. Like those are nice. those go so far under retail now that people who have multiples of those don't know what to do. Damn. But again, yeah. nice silhouette. It was new. It was different. It's kind of got that. It is very much a basketball shoe. It's very tough to style outside of sport or sweatpants. I, I yeah. I would say not like from a styling standpoint. Like I would wear that with the workwear fit. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like like if you had duck canvas like trousers uh, that's and you a, literally had the knee pads. Say, yeah. Like you would rock the shit out of yeah. that, like a, and then like you have a like a Filson jacket. Yeah. yeah. So basically, like, if you're, you're like wearing, a you're wearing jacket like, and stuff, you're wearing like Yeezy season one and two. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that shoe, that silhouette for me. It, there's something about how it's designed. It's like durability. That's the one thing that stands out. And then I'll kind of curate stuff around it, and and kind of add on to that story. I like the basketball version too. A lot. It also is going to be the first time, I believe the first time, that we see the Adidas Yeezy 451 drop. The one that has, like, the shark teeth all over it. Oh. Yeah. Do you guys like that shoe or do you hate it? Because I think there's Ah. nobody that's in the middle on that shoe. Bro, it looks like you stepped on a a marshmallow. Yeah, I got I got to pass on that. I am yeah. It's a pass. Do you think those are resell? I'm passing on that. You know what? I think they might. Yes. With it being a new model. Hmm. Mm. New model, first colorway. If it's limited, it will. That's it's the same reason why these 700s are reselling that came out the other day. You know what resold when it first came out? Super surprising. Balenciaga Triple S in the Lego colorway that resold. Wow. Whoa. Really. Yeah. Those came, those resold, and the all grays resold when they first came out, and then they overproduced them because they kind of afterwards. But those resold. Damn. Uh, hmm. Yeah, it's it's always crazy when people are able to resell like high fashion shit. I always find that so nutty. B twenty threes resold when they first came out. <laughs> yeah, I, admittedly, I was looking for a pair of lows for a long time. B twenty threes were hard to get. Yeah. Damn. Gotta have that whole run through connection. I had I cooked on B twenty threes. Damn. Damn. That's it. Wait, Darius, that's because you have <laughs> For, I, I wish you guys up. could see this. He's stirring it up. He's stirring it up. He is now the chef. Darius is the is the is the reseller yeah. <laughs> in the equation. Yeah. Head chef. Head chef right No, the B twenty threes when they Mike. first came out, they were very hard to get. And then they increased the prices astronomically for retail. And now they're like way too expensive. Mikey, I'm I'm surprised you didn't bring up the uh Pata nine nine ones. Oh damn, I totally forgot about that. Come on, my, my new really... balance friend over here. <laughs> Those are those are dropping, you know, I think uh, this week. I think the 28th or like 29th, something like that. Just two very wearable colorways. One's like a really. These had pink. some sort of a release last week, didn't they? 
over in the UK. Is, is that what happened? Because I, I know that I saw I a channel for, for this New Balance, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to find it as well to find exactly when it came out. <laughs> yeah, I, no, those are I awesome. I dig these. I love those. January oh 22nd. Yeah, January 22nd. They came out on Pada's website. So, Netherlands. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, Netherlands. Oh, those are beautiful. Like, I literally love that. Kind of dusty peach. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Color I, blocking is really nice on that. I think that New Balance is the best suede out of any, like, big sneaker brand. Yeah, I could agree with their, that. Their suede is always so nice. Like, you get the shoe and you're just like, damn, like, this is so much nicer than what mm-hmm. Nike would have given me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like, you see where your money's going every single time. Yeah, I, I would say the made-in-UK pairs have better suede than made-in-USA. The one made-in-UK pair that you have. So, take in, I saw those at Nordstrom Rack um, for, like, I swear to God, tax in, they were like for $54 or something, and I didn't get them. Oh, no, Sherman Rack, you get some ridiculous I got them, steals. I, I got them at Nordstrom Rack. That's where Von I got Mills? them from. Yeah. Ed, let's go. Let's go. You probably <laughs> touched the same pair I touched, bro. I'm telling That's where you. I got them. I left them for you. I really I left them for you. Thank you. I didn't even know you back then. <laughs> he blessed you back then. <laughs> I did you a pretty big solid. Just... You know, remember when 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 the sponsorship money <laughs> starts rolling in? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For, yeah, like that. That's weight on those uh, one fifteen uh, thirties are really really nice. They had a purple pair as well. The suede on my uh, the nine nine twos that I got in the summer, which is like the uh, like the seersucker colorway. Like I hadn't gotten like a, a shoe for retail in like a really long time, and like I actually. I guess, you know, that wasn't, like, really... It was, like, an inline sneaker. So, like, I guess it doesn't really count. It wasn't a collab or anything. But it was the first sneaker I had touched for retail in, like, so long. And um, I just remember getting it and being like, damn, like, this is the kind of suede New Balance is using? Because I'd never owned a New Balance that had suede, only leather. So, yeah. You Very... Oh, yeah, for sure I was sleeping. They had the best suede. It's, it's actually so buttery every time. Very nice. And even when, like, after I cleaned my, uh, the V5s, and then I was, like, bringing the suede back, like, napping it back. Very nice. Raj, I, um, I wanted to ask you this question. Mm. Uh, because, you know, it is kind of in the resale, anti-resale, um, you know, category. Okay. Um, Soul Savvy. They recently <laughs> secured $2 million in funding. Yes. How do you feel about Soul Savvy? How do you feel about the funding? Um, do you think that they are doing their members a giving their members a a valuable service, or they're doing them a disservice? I think there is definitely space for them in the market. Um, I think they know the market that they're in as well, with it being a lower membership cost, with it being an anti-reseller, anti-bot community they are appealing to the older sneakerheads, right? That just want to kind of sit there, no one in monitor hits, be able to check out and just get their one pair. And if they lob other steals to their own community, that sort of thing. No hate on that whatsoever um, from, from my standpoint. And the fact that they managed to secure that amount of funding is outrageous. For me, that's actually a little bit of inspiration, essentially, to what AM could turn into. 
if they can secure two million, why can't we? Just For sure. In in, in 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 a different aspect, maybe, but you know, why can't we? So we we actually spoke about this on the pod when that news first came out, and yeah. um, I was basically saying, as an investment. I think it makes more sense to go with the Cook Group because, you know, it actually has an avenue to uh, investors getting said money. With Soul Savvy, it almost feels like how often are their members really getting sneakers? Can everybody really, like, touch sneakers every release? Yeah. Like, you know, it just have... feels like if they're taking more money, it means that they have to accept more members and then less people are going to get sneakers. It was reported that they had, what, 4,000 members? I believe it's something like that, right? That is outrageous, man. Yeah, I, I believe like, it's something like that. Even all of the AM Notify regions together doesn't equate to 4,000 members. And we curate info and put out info for shoe releases that have less than 1,000 stocks. So we're looking at Soul Savvy with that amount of members that are preaching this kind of manual way. There's no way everyone in that group is getting pairs. Yeah. It's, it's just it's just not possible. Like, there's at least, I'd say, if I had to ballpark it, maybe a tenth of that group is actually hitting manual every release. It's just kind of nuts to be, like, telling people to go manual on basically anything. Because I, I've just, I've tried it so many times. Like, even with but monitors, it, without monitors, like... It just seems like you're almost. You're always going to be like two, three, four seconds behind. Someone else exactly. is faster with automated software, bots, right? It's just, I don't know. They, again, they know their market though. They've been around for years now. Like I remember Soul Savvy back before I even, like I used to be back in a group called Yeezy Mafia Canada. Ooh. This is way, Old way school. back. This was wow. on Discord. Yeah. Before Man. that, Soul Savvy was even still a thing then. So they've been around for a while. They've kind of, you know, took the right steps they needed to. It's probably the the reason why that they've secured that funding is because of their business model of being anti-resale and anti-bots. So we can't really throw any hate towards it. Yeah. Um, now, oh, no, go ahead. If, go if ahead. I could just jump in, yeah. I think something really important to do on this podcast, because we have Raj on here, is let's kind of clear the air. What I mean by that is what are some misconceptions that just your average Joe or average like sneakerhead has a misconception about uh, about resellers that use these <laughs> solutions? Let's um, clear the air. That it's cheap, that it's easy, that we get all the pairs, that you hit every single time, that... There is every shoe that you sell, you make 100% profit on. Like there's a lot of people never factor in kind of, you know, the cost of utilizing the software, whether it be money on using servers or proxies or other bots. Your profit margins at the end are not as high as people think they are. You might only be making 20, 30 bucks on a shoe that you should be making more on, but your operating costs are so high. And your sleep schedule gets completely fucked. Um, <laughs> completely. Um, any... <laughs> I've I woken up at 5 a.m. more times in the last week and a half than I have in the last fucking year and a half combined. <laughs> yeah, easily. And why for Walmart? Like, it's just... 
little little nuances like that about your day-to-day life change so much if you actually put a lot of effort into this. But I think a lot of the misconceptions are just it's it's an easy thing to do, so it's kind of a it's kind of a cop out. You know, you're not looking it's not considered a real income or a real job because it's just you're sitting there, you're just using an automated piece of software, it's too easy. It's it's looked down upon because of that. When the reality of it is, you could take five, six, seven releases until you hit one pair. So that person's sitting there losing money for a while until they hit. Pretty big disclaimer here. Raj, uh, he hits every release. I don't. I That's don't. not true. That <laughs> no, is not I'm kidding. True. I'm kidding. He doesn't hit every release. <laughs> but he, he, is a, he is a master chef, and I am simply a, a line cook. So but Listen, it came with three years <laughs> of experience. Came with three years of, of using bots, taking L's giving money to the wrong companies, trying to use the wrong software. Just, yeah. it's, it's a learning experience, right? And, and you know, that's, that's a really big thing that I appreciate about, you know, being in, a, being in AMCA is, you know, I kind of, like, a lot of the lumps that you've had to take to get to where you are, I feel like I'm basically shielded from a, a lot of ways by paying for the membership, you know? Because, like, instead of me having to figure this out all on my own, it's like, oh, like, here's what you need. Like, whatever, this that, is yeah. the time the shoe drops, figure it out. And it's yeah. like, yeah, like, there is, a, there is, there definitely is like a, a, a part of, you know, I have to, like, I'm responsible for getting myself pairs or whatever it might be. Um, but it takes a lot of the guessing game out of it when, when you do have resources available to you like that, for sure. Assuming you use those resources. <laughs> Yes, that is a so very how big many assumption. people do we get that join that will ask a question that I have to tell them, hey, I don't want to be rude, but I've spent a lot of my days making guides where you could have just like read, <laughs> read this. It. Yeah, just read through it. It's easier on you to understand it if you read through it rather than my potential answer as well. Yeah, for sure. So, so one one of the things is you you address the the misconception about reselling mm-hmm. and that that part of the industry. And you also touch on the misconceptions about the people, because I think uh, as well, like the actual people probably get a bad rep. And again, I just want to clear the air for those that are listening. There's there's, there's people know. of all ages from 15 plus that are reselling. And it's kind of, I don't know what the common like misconception of it is, whether we're all monsters. Or it's just you're not case, an asshole. Um, you're not a monster. We're not. No. And it's sadly, <laughs> if we're really going to look at it, it's the corporation's faults. For giving us it less is. stock and all of that, right? But really, it's a case of reselling is a hustle. And not yeah. to use that term lightly, it is, it is a hustle. It's a grind. You have to put a lot of work in to reap real rewards from reselling. For sure. Otherwise, it is a side job to your main deal. You, you just you can't expect this to be income all the time if you're not willing to put the couple hours a day, whether it even be eight hours a day into it, and treat it like a real job. That comes with us being real people, <laughs> yeah, and not and monsters. CBM, but, but but I get it, man, because I was on that other side, and I would look at a reseller that had a shoe I wanted, and just mutter under my breath and wish the worst on him, and all that. And it's just <laughs> you got to take that out of it and realize that that person's also trying to make a dollar, and it's it's a job to them, and they're taking it seriously, and there's nothing really that is going to change that. Yeah, I. 
that now that I have the opportunity to, I really want to humanize the, the resellers <laughs> and really want to, you know, put a connection that these people aren't bad people. Man. They're just like you and I. You want to cop, but you know how the system's being played or how these brands are executing and and what they're manufacturing at is this is a way to be able to buy the shoe mm-hmm. and hate the game, but can you really hate the game? You can. You just got to adapt to it and just and just be. And just get good at it. Really, is as bad as that sounds. Like you, you, you can take a look at all the messages people receive through November and December regarding consoles, right? People who were asking resellers to to buy consoles off them were sending them some of the worst hate mail I think I've seen for a very long time. Wow. Some really all bad the, stuff. Some bad stuff. Yeah. Man, for then, then this was the thing, and this was the the constant reply back to them was, this is a non essential item. You don't need a PlayStation Five right now. <laughs> you you just don't. So why spend time out of your day and ruin your mood to message someone on Kijiji, calling them, you know, all the names under the sun, because they're trying to make a couple hundred dollars on a PlayStation. Uh-huh. Ultimately, no, you look I... at the fact that there's supply and demand. There will be someone on Kijiji that pays that price. Just the fact that you aren't that person, you don't even need to worry about taking time out of your day to message them. So many other things to worry about. What I find really funny repeatedly is that we always see um, these generalizations, not so much as like bad people, but the one I see a lot is like, oh, it's a bunch of neckbeards. They live in their mom's basement. <laughs> they, uh, they wear flip-flops and fedoras. I don't even know what the fuck that means. But <laughs> those, those kind of people apparently. That's specific. Are, yeah, are the, are the reseller. But like legitimately on every single like, at least for at least for um, what I've noticed with like cards and consoles and stuff, because like those those markets are a little different than you know clothes and sneakers. Yeah. But for like cards and consoles, like every single group that I'm a part of on Facebook, whether it be like a sports card group or like you know uh, something like more techie, where like people will you know try and sell like a PlayStation or whatever. Um. <laughs> what I've noticed is it's always this generalization of people and then they always talk about how this guy must have no money because he doesn't have a real job, but then they get upset about how much he's selling the product for it. So it's, so it's like, it's gotta be one or the other, man. It's either he's making a lot of money or he's making fucking peanuts. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> like you have people buying 20, 30 PlayStation fives on those pre-orders and then people who missed out on them saying, Oh, these guys have no money. They're just broke children all this stuff. And it's like the, this person just pre-ordered 30 PlayStation fives. Like they've got a little bit of money. <laughs> <laughs> a few bucks to uh kick. I, that just, is the one thing that I will say. Um, is I was fortunate enough to have like a fair amount of capital coming into this. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if, you know, like, I don't really know like what kind of number you need to have in your bank account to like comfortably do this. But if you are, you know, trying to get into, into, you know, sneaker body or, or body of clothes or anything like that, definitely make sure that you are willing or that you're ready to sit on stock if it doesn't move. That's yeah. like something that people really do not take, uh, uh, account of is that they think, oh, yeah, I'm going to get the shoe. It's going to sell in two days. Uh, on to the next one. I'm going to get the shoe. It's going to sell in two days. I'm on to the next one. It's like, yep. yeah, it'd be nice if it was like that, but sometimes you got to sit on shit for, like, months at a time. 
with that being said, though, there are certain, I guess, there are certain good sides to cutting your losses early on on certain shoes like that, where you know it might be a case of let's say you lose ten bucks on a pair, you get it gone, you look at it in six months' time, it's a hundred dollars lower, but whatever money you might have put into something else has gone up, right? So it's all for sure. There's a lot of economics in it. And you've just got to be careful with what you end up buying. But if we use that example that you just mentioned of kind of, you know, being able to hold product, take the last essentials drop. Look at, you know, knitted essentials, fear of godhoodies that before those came out, a lot of people liked them. What now that they've that? come out and everyone's got hundreds of knitted hoodies each, nobody wants them anymore. It's Ouch. really fun yeah. drop. I had a lot of fun. So it was a fun drop. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, it was. I'm not happy it was. It was. It was fun until we now. looked at StockX afterward. Because it was actually a good day. I had Damn. a lot of. I had a lot of fun on that day, and now I'm looking at StockX, and I'm like, hmm. Wow. You don't say. Five dollars a hoodie. <laughs> You're like, damn. I'm cooking a lot today. Today's a good day. Ah, yeah. so so this is how you get rich. I lose thirty five dollars on this hoodie. Okay, all right. Mm. I'm, I'm is that how you sense? Is that taking, how you play stocks? Do you buy high, that, sell low. That's not going Taking the fact that people are taking those losses to StockX rather than a free return to Essence for a full refund. Yeah. Nonsense. Absolutely makes nonsense. no sense. I mean, like. You know what? I'm not gonna lie. I uh, there was a product. I won't say what product it was, but there was a product uh, very recently, and I'm not gonna lie. I did some Mickey Mouse reseller shit. I <laughs> I I sold it at at the <laughs> smallest profit you have ever seen in your entire life, so that I could get my stock accelerating up. You know what? I've done it as well. Uh, do what you I've done do. it as well. You know the. University blue Jordan one lows that came out like two weeks ago. Yeah, the black and blue, on, the black and blue ones. We all thought they weren't that bad, but they have no resale. Paid one hundred twenty four dollars from Foot Locker. Those sold on StockX for one twenty six fifty. Hey man, if you're right. if you're making any profit hey, on it at all, it's worth flipping on StockX. So yeah, that that's very much a case of leveling the StockX seller account because the. I, you could hold those till summer, and I'm sure those will be worth more. It's a nice, bright blue Jordan One Low. Yeah, I feel like but, after the the highs drop, those are those are going to go up a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's that uh, it's that Jordan One uh, that stimulus FOMO, right? package to another out. Jordan One. <laughs> it's the FOMO effect. Well, it, it happened with uh, the Mocha Ones and the Threes. I remember. Yes. I was telling these guys a few weeks ago, uh, the Mocha 3s on my Nike outlet were $179.99 plus tax after the release. And now, like, I'm not too sure what it's going for now, but I remember, like, just after Mocha's, uh, Mocha 1s dropped, uh, they they went up a fair amount. Like, I think they're, like, maybe 500 bucks now or something like that. Jeez. Possibly. Oh, uh, no, okay, no, really? no, no. They went down, they went down, they went down. But still, like... Uh, ten and a half is four seventy lowest ask, which is actually pretty good. You know, speaking of mochas, I believe Nike's releasing a coffee pack. It includes an Air Force One, a Nike Daybreak as well. Oh, okay, Those pretty good. 
pretty cool. I like the day breaks. I have I have two pairs of those uh, undercover day breaks, the black one and the yellow one. Nice. Solid shoes. No pairs. I, I love the wings. Back. Speaking makes, of... Makes me look cooler. Raj, <laughs> uh, have you seen the... Speaking of breaks, have you seen the uh, Mars Yard overbreak? I um, have. But have you seen the College Gray overbreak, also dubbed the overspray? Race. Oh my god. I'm looking at him right now, yeah. Okay, so we I just just for the record, Springs and Thread broke the news first before <laughs> complex before hype. We actually I'm we actually saying. did. No bullshit, we actually, we actually did. did. No lie. We broke the news first. Wow. Because Raj. Well, Joel if, you Puma, if you're here, if you're listening to this, <laughs> exactly GLP. Come on. Give credit where credit's due. <laughs> Raj, if you're just catching up with the story, basically um, the Mars Yard overbreak was for Asia. For some reason, from the back end, it seemed like maybe Tom Sachs wasn't happy about the shoe. Mm-hmm. And then the U.S. release got the College Gray. But the College Gray is just the same shoe, but spray-painted. Oh, my God. And so underneath, like people have taken like acetone and like you know customizers have actually done their best to take off that spray paint and it reveals the Mars Yard colorway underneath. And wow. I picked up a pair off of StockX. Wow. I just had to. Good story. Do you think that that is one of those Nike stories that 10 years down the line could be a resale shoe? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think it's going to go into the thousands, but it'll be much higher than the two or $300 it's at, at the moment. Time to eat up stock. <laughs> <laughs> One of my Luke, the the gentleman I brought up earlier, I give him a shout out. He caught the actual overbreak Mars yards, but I feel like like that's a great shoe. Don't get me wrong. That's a really nice shoe. I like it. But the better shoe is getting the story of the oversprays. And oversprays. I'm a sucker for stories, so I I had to buy the oversprays. If you tell Ed a story, he will buy anything. Yeah, I'll I'll eat it up. Like, <laughs> yeah, you got me. I'm I'm kind of the same way. I mean, like How... nobody wants to lob them to me for retail, but I really want the Bodega Dunk High. Like so fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that apparently a really easy cop, uh, Rod? Yeah, they're not. They're not that, um, that crazy. If yeah, if you were around and kind of attentive enough on that day, you were able to get a pair. It was Boston the only fucky drop I didn't go for. Yeah, bots didn't work. It was very easy. Oh, you guys want to hear something really funny? So that bot that I was talking about earlier, A and B A I O, piece of shit, right? Notre Dunk High. It hit the most fucking pairs out of any bot, if I'm not mistaken, because everybody was manually in that release. But yeah, it hit it like a, f- a fair amount of pairs. Hit. I think it hit like six or something like that. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but I'm pretty sure it was one of the only bots to work. It honestly was. And I didn't run it. <laughs> wow. To that point, the owner was giving like money to the people that hit just for the fact that you ran his bot and it worked. He was <laughs> gifting you money for the success. Yeah, I, I, I screenshot it in the Discord and I sent it. He literally said, I will pay you money if you send me success. And I was like, holy shit, they're down so bad. Like, I hope, I hope, I hope that guy figures it out. <laughs> How do we feel about the Valentine's Day pack coming out next Love month? Em. Air the, Forces, the, the, the Air Maxes. 
the Air Max 90s are perfect. Yeah. Or, they look cool. Perfect shoe. Grab. Pay for it. What else is I, coming I, out? I wonder what the resale like, on those is going to be like. Probably not too hot. It'll be high. I think it'll be high. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What's the what's the what's high? I think four hundred. Like if we're taking, I think React Air Force Ones kind of went crazy this year. The uh, the white bone React Air Force Ones, those are up at Jesus five six hundred a pair. Whew. Oh wow. no, six seven hundred a pair now. Damn. Wow. People pay a lot of money for like stuff, just like stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. This is a really, really nice Air Force One. Like it's got that React uh, sole. It's got like a bunch of nice detailing on the top, but it's just a white Air Force One with a clear blue sole. I agree. That's honestly how I feel about the um, the Jordan Eleven Adapt. I can't believe people yeah. pay resell on that shoe. I think any adapt shoe though, just because you're paying for the technology more technology. than the shoe. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like like the regular BBs. Like I think they're they're pretty cool. Um, I would like that, but I mean, just like I don't know. I, I just think it looks so stupid on the Jordan Eleven. I don't think it looks right at all. Like I don't know if that's just me, but just like something should stay untouched, and that was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? We need to cover the CDG foam posits. Oh yes. You, don't, you need to cover that. Yes. I, what about the but what about the Louis vo, uh, foam posits? Jeez. I, I put a picture of those Ablo foam posits. Now, okay, Louis, the Louis show that just came out, very very good show, good product, good tailoring, very interesting and like actually wearable for once for the most part. But oh, these jackets. I mean, some of the jackets are a bit crazy, but I get it. You know, you put some crazy yeah. stuff out just be, ju- just because you can, and you're <laughs> Louis and whatever. But these CDGs, man, the CDGs are super hard. They're nice. Oh, they're so sick. I I am fully here for a foam posit comeback in 2021. I am so down for it. So I posted the picture of them last night. Uh, the black and white pair, and everybody said they were dookie. They suck. Like what? Really? What? Oh my god. Okay, that's what's the age group of, of there? Of, you go. Of those comments. That's the thing. Probably all under the age of eighteen. People <laughs> who haven't actually got a pair of foams didn't grow up with any sort of big bang foams. The weatherman foams, paranoise, whatever it might have been that really kind of boosted foam posit hype. The Yeezy foams, the Yeezy, yeah, Yeezy foams. <laughs> Yo, totally forgot about those. Gucci foams, all the, of those. The, Gucci foams. What do you guys think the best foam posit colorway ever is? The black oh. supreme foams. Yeah, like that, yeah. That, that that design black is just. It's I, I I meant non collab, but that no. that still is valid because that is a dope colorway. Wait. Um. Yeah. For me, it's got to be uh, it's got to be either the eggplants. Ooh, or um, is it the is it electric blue? Is that the is that the right name for the colorway? I believe it is. Let me just make sure. The like dark neon royal. The electric blue. That was the that was the oh. first foam posit I ever saw where I was like, oh, these are so cool. And then I think that's 
That was that they released those. The last time they released those was um I'm about to find out right now. No, you know what's a really good foam? Twenty engines. Yeah. Tangents, so good. Yeah, they released those 2011. And I remember, like, foam posit hype kicked up for, like, maybe two, three years after that. And then it kind of died when I went to university. I got to go with the OG because that's what I saw on my brother's shoe rack. I think what the foam does really well when they use that giant space and just print something crazy on it. Yeah. Like Supreme Foam, Tianjin, Galaxy, Galaxies, yeah. Paranorms, all really good. The Paranorman foams are actually sleeper one of my grails. Like, and the box, the box concept is so good. It's an expensive shoe, obviously, so like uh, there's hype behind it, but I, it's just like, I feel like people don't really think of those as much as they would maybe, you know. Um, when, what, year, what year did that drop? Some year. The shoe, the the yeah. shoe originally. It's expensive or? as hell. I think it's like, how much is it in a ten and a half? It is ten five for a ten and a half. Whew. I guess there's not. That was twenty twelve. I guess there's not that many dead stock pairs left. But god damn, that's expensive. I mean, if you have a dead stock pair, you can't take a picture of it. Yeah. Right. You you don't you cannot take a picture of a dead stock pair. You know what I just took in is that um, how the fuck does StockX authenticate this shoe? How do they authenticate exactly. the shoe? They're literally gonna rip open the box. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, I think some listeners don't know what happens with the paranorms. With the paranorms, actually, Raj, you explain. I think you you'll have a better the, explanation than I will. The track that you were going on. I was waiting to hear your explanation, so please, Derek, go ahead. Oh, my, my explanation. Okay, so the Paranorms, when they came out, they came with a box, and on the box they had a um, like a pull tab, mm-hmm. like a rip tab, like a FedEx box. And when you opened it, it would say undead stocked or some, something to that effect, like not dead stock anymore. And if you open that, your shoes are not dead stock because that's what the box says. So if StockX is authenticating this dead stock shoe, is it or is it not dead stock at that point? <laughs> this is a, look this has to be such the, a huge dilemma for them. Well like what do you do? Let's actually so how many sales have they also realistically had of Paranorman phones? They have the last had... one was December twenty fourth, twenty twenty. Damn. Um, it's Christmas Eve 2020, and it went for just under 6000 for a 9.5. God damn. They have a lot. They have, like, a substantial amount of sales see, down to twenty. The last one that I can see. All the way oh, back no, to 2016, yeah. Oh, uh, earliest sale was 2012, September 30th. Jeez. Yeah, how, so they, how much was I that mean, They do move them. 2000 A 1000 something. Damn. But is it dead stock or is it not dead stock? I would say it's not dead stock. That's not dead stock, technically. But, I mean, stock expends rules all the time. Especially with authenticity. Yeah, like when they started sending uh, people their luxury import fees back and then not doing it for other people. Oh, man. Speaking of the Tyne Gins, lowest bid on those is 6000 right now. It's insane. So... 
like old style, old school grails are now just like exploding. Yeah. Because people are now into sneakers and they're like, oh, what's like the most expensive thing when I get into it? And then they go look at it and like, okay, this is the most expensive thing. I'll buy it. Yeah. And that just propels it forward. That's how I'm pretty sure that's how Redtober's and Solars and Blinks got crazy over the last couple of like months like, even. There are five figures for a shoe. Yeah. Like I remember I had an offer for a pair of the college dropouts twenty mid twenty nineteen off of uh Saru, Saru General. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that uh BAPE website. But they resell BAPE product and they had a UK nine up for sale for fifteen hundred uh pounds. Damn. And that's probably if I look at conversion right now, what is that? Fifteen hundred GBP to CAD. Twenty seven hundred. Twenty seven hundred oh, Canadian. But if you look at that price of that now, that's a nine point five out of ten. Came with the box, everything. Damn. Like I, I can't get my size now. Damn. These all this like resurgence or not resurgence, but like this huge hype into sneakers and streetwear and anything collectible at this point. Essentially, anything collectible or with a with a market value that exceeds its MSRP is a victim of its own success where it just keeps getting more and more hype because of the uh, because of people just wanting it to that point do you think that pop culture and celebrities in general that are now buying these shoes for ex just extraordinary values just to have them and be a part of that said culture are actually ruining it for those that want to go back and get those shoes for themselves that can now afford it that might have been Certain age when they came out, couldn't afford it then, but now they're in a space to be able to buy them, but they can't. <sighs> it's, I think not. It's a I dilemma. No. Hmm. It's a dilemma. I say it no really depends. because um, if we're going to talk about like pulp culture icons purchasing sneakers that are expensive to show off that they have expensive sneakers, generally those like uber expensive sneakers a 90 percentile person would not be able to justify purchasing those sneakers, right so if kylie jenner when she wore colette once no one grew up thinking i'm gonna buy colette once to wear true gen like true. right and the tiktok ones that's not a product of celebrities it's a product of social media rather than celebrity endorsement or mm -hmm. just celebrity hype okay that's why I don't think celebrities buying streetwear is what's propelling it. Besides, like, essentially GRs or quote-unquote accessible grails or, like, a box logo or something. Yeah. Where yeah. someone could realistically afford to maybe drop a grand on a box logo. That's fair. But not Darius. He, he changes his tires and his box logos. He doesn't give a shit. No, I, did, I, I did do that. Very impressive. I don't, th I don't think it. I mean, I credit it all just to to where we are now with with Shopify, with all this, you know, information out there. Does it really ruin it for for those OG heads? You could say yes. You could say no. Like you said, Mikey, it's it's a dilemma. But I think for me, like I'm I'm in the whole supply chain, so I'm just like, dude, it's 
just the way it is. Yeah. You gotta eat it and you just gotta move on. Now, hopefully, like when you're a kid, you couldn't buy those, you know, $100, $100 $150 shoes. But hopefully now you're in a position that, okay, I'm just gonna spend less this month and I'm gonna invest in, in like this shoe that's $600. Or, you know, you're doing really well, so you can, you know, drop, you know, 5k on, on a you wanted to uh, treat yourself or whatever yeah yeah and you know what there's here's another perspective for you go for you guys and i think it's under this is an undervalued and unpopular perspective you know how we we're just talking about people growing up you know, watching mike or watching whoever and they want to buy that shoe or they want to get that shoe but mm-hmm. they can't because function of age money accessibility and now they've grown up and now that shoe is unaccessible for price um or exclusivity or whatever other reason we have to remember that nobody is entitled to any shoe or any product you're like you none of us are more entitled to anybody else to getting like the silver toes that come out mm-hmm. right we're we don't so we don't work with jordan yeah, yeah. to to um that comment uh, it's actually kind of funny because I have noticed that there are some grails that I had from being a kid um, where I still want them, but I'm like, when the hell would I wear this? Like the, the, the LeBron 8 South Beach is probably like my all-time grail. Like yeah. I want that shoe so bad. And honestly, I I could probably get it if, if somebody accepted a lowball offer, but I'm like, Oh man, like I'm really happy I didn't buy these at 16 and like wear them a bunch yeah. or something yeah. <laughs> because like then I'd have like a worthless, not a worthless shoe. Like obviously somebody would buy it, but yeah, just uh, you know, so, sometimes it's good that you're not able to buy your grails when you're a kid yeah. because then you realize that your grails are kind of ridiculous grails. Yeah, and and like that, and that sort of mindset where I, where I'm coming from is that I don't understand when people get like very upset and I take it essentially as a personal attack that they cannot get whatever product they're trying to get, which is like we said, the PlayStation stuff, you know, yeah. I should be able to get the PlayStation so I can fulfill my son's Christmas dream of getting PlayStation five. Oh, no, you're not entitled to that. You don't, you should have gotten the PlayStation that you should have put in the work. The amount of Kijiji sob stories throughout I'm the fizz- weeks I'm leading up to Christmas. So hard right now. <laughs> Virtually. I'm just right? fist bumping this shit. You know what I mean? Yep. Right. Yeah, you're right. Damn. So don't come at us, other people. <laughs> like, like say I want to sell like on my table. I have a pop socket. Like you're not you're not entitled to my pop socket, bro. <laughs> Which I funny story behind the pop socket. I got a forty dollar <laughs> offer on a pop socket. Forty dollar US. Like this guy bought an AP pop socket and. He, and I, I buy think he, an AP pop socket. He, he no, got he an AP pop socket, and he's, he's been trying to sell it to everybody and their mom over the last week and a half. <laughs> no, I just put it on grilled like six months ago for seventy US dollars <laughs> to see what would happen, and they ne- then they never took it down. <laughs> <laughs> but then they took down one of my jackets that was a real jacket, and they're like, "This is fraud item," and on the same profile is an AP pop socket. Oh, damn. I know you have the riot, riot, riot. I do not have a riot, riot, riot. That's what you put. That's what you put up there. Oh, I actually put up a um, a Louis Vuitton 
denim jacket from Virgil's first. Oh, you're getting rid of that one? I sold it already. Actually. Oh, it's a fraud. Did you know that? You sold somebody a fraud, fake. I know. <laughs> Real told me it's a fraud. You, you dirty scalper. I know. I have scalped someone for selling them a, a that's, limited. That's the word jacket. that people use, and I don't know why there's. Dirty I don't scalper. know if why there's a negative connotation behind the word. I guess it's because you just think of people like standing outside of the Rogers Center trying to sell you Blue Jays tickets in different <laughs> sections go. or something. There you go. But, but literally, um, yeah, they love using the word scalper. They're like fucking scalper. It's like congratulations like I, you you have done nothing to deter me from continuing to do this not even yeah. one single thing yeah and like again you're not entitled to those blue jays tickets you're damn right yeah. Darius. 100 percent. yeah you tell them tell them tell them you're that you hear that soccer moms <laughs> i know karen get off my back bro get off uh, amca's back not entitled. For real, for real. Yeah, we're always gonna shut out AMCA on this pod today, no, tomorrow, but ultimately, forever. Ultimately, it is it is a big problem when people. It's saddening when people can't fulfill whatever they want to do with whatever product, but it's a reality that you have to accept now. Like I wish I could get the trophy rooms that are gonna come out. Probably not gonna get trophy rooms. I would love to wear them and. And wear them in the snow and shovel snow in them, but probably not going to get them. I think the and fact that, that you've already accepted that reality is is what most people can't wrap their head around because it's it's hasn't happened yet, right? So it's a case of that release is still coming out. I have all the resources, or I'm going to try and get all the resources to try and get a pair so that it hits even harder when you don't and you take it more personally. Yeah. And that is the daily news. I honestly think that that is where we have to wrap up. I honestly think that we cannot wrap it up on a better note than that. Guys, you're not Don't. entitled to a PlayStation. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> yeah, you're not entitled to anything. Like no PlayStation. You're not entitled to the Grinches. <laughs> not entitled to the Not Grinches, entitled to the Grinches. I would I would not expect Raj to to float me Grinches for retail. I I literally wouldn't. Because at the end of the day, this shit is a lot harder than you think it is. Period. And I am a nonprofit organization, so. <laughs> uh, well, we can with the we can hand the floor off to you. Is there is there anything you want to say, Raj? Any last words? Even if you wanted to, you know, bring people to the AMCA kind of community. How do they get a hold of it? Can can they even like stuff like we that? We are active on Twitter. Um, actively run the Twitter account at AM Notify CA. Um, I usually reply back to people on that account, kind of run it as it's kind of a fun business account. Um, there is the at AMN Canada on Instagram as well. Those are the two socials we're on. I'm pretty active. Like if you're active on Twitter, I usually reward people here and there just like with some free months and some memberships. Um, aside from that, it's just a massive thank you to Mikey and both of you guys for giving no me the space to come on today, man. We're, we're honestly, we were super happy to have you on. I thought it was, it would be a very interesting podcast and I think it was, uh, I think like, it was, I think we got to do a second one and even sure. a third. Yeah. More than happy to come back. You guys are for sure. Yeah. Well, you know what? If if anything, we'll uh, we'll try and figure something out like every once in a while when there's like a lot of sneakers and we can just like do like a full sneaker pod. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what would be really interesting? Like mid February. Here's a thought for you guys. 
order and sneaker market analysis. I'm down oh, for that. Game. I'm down. Okay. I'm down for that. Down for that. Too. All right. Perfect. I want. Whatever I want to hear more about uh, Raj's watches too, and see what other brands he's kind of into. You know, we'll save that for the next it. one. Yeah, for, that's gonna be fun. For restocks, though, uh, for restocks on memberships, what do you recommend people do? Just follow up. Follow up. Keep notifications on for the Twitter account. Um, I usually will drop a restock about once a month. Aside from those little sprinkles of gifts here and there to the people that are active on the account. Just follow up, keep notifications on, be active, and just look out. Awesome. Yep. Um, and before we go, as usual, uh, Mikey, where can they find you? The same place as last week. H-E-Y-I-M-M-I-K-E-Y. Hey, I'm Mikey on Instagram. Uh, I don't really function with, with anything else. Uh, don't hit me up on Facebook, please, because... That's where my family hits me up, and that's just kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I close mine. And then, uh, Darius, where can they find you? Find me, dar.ig, on the IG. Again, that's the only place. And, Rosh, do you have a personal page that people can uh, uh, follow you at? My personal Twitter is Rezus0. Oh, okay. Spell that out for the uh, kind people. R E E Z U S zero. Amazing. Yes, Mikey. For a second, I thought it was you. I guess it's is it Nick B two that has uh the his Twitter's <laughs> like Footlocker C A or something? Like it's, it's, his Twitter's it's legitimately Footlocker like fucking CAD, Footlocker Canada. Yeah. Footlocker CAD with like an I's <laughs> for the L's or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That is uh, yeah. Got, truly got adding insult to injury. He just does not give a For shit. Sure. No, <laughs> he does not. <laughs> and that's how we're going to close. Yeah, no, continue, continue. He's actually trolled people with that before <laughs> as the Foot Locker Cat I, account. I love that. He'll change his profile Maybe. picture. He'll post a release. He'll tweet it just like Foot Locker does. And that tweet gets reposted to other groups. Wow. Maybe we should get him on as well. Maybe, maybe <laughs> that level of that level of a uh, troll I really admire and appreciate. It. It, it'd he's, be really funny if we got him it. on. <laughs> it'd be he's really funny if we it. got him on because he is the opposite of what Raja is. He is just he's a kid. Like he's a, he's a kid. Yeah. He oh, is, he's a he kid. Is, he's one of the, he's he's one of the people in charge, but he's a kid. He is a co-manager, and he just turned sixteen. So he's been doing this since <laughs> wow. he was twelve. Because I knew him when it's he was twelve. Nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. Wow. Yeah. Way to make me feel like a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> he's nice. he's what he's what Ryan Cook strives to be every day. Alright, let's <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, pod eighteen, uh you can find this podcast again on Apple Cop Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. The Instagram page is springs.thread. And we will see you again next week with another guest. Peace. Later. Thank you. Thank you.